Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Big show for you today. A lot of guests to get to, a lot of fun sports talk. As well on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250 930 online, PR927FM.com. And our internet is melting due to the heat. That's what I'm going to say anyway. So uh, we'll hop on Facebook Live and YouTube here momentarily and let you be a part of today's show uh, because we're going to have a fun one today coming up. In just a few minutes, you'll hear our conversation with a former Pirate great and now retired professional baseball player, Bryant Packard. Uh, talked to Pack a couple hours ago. Uh, he had some breaking news for us regarding his future and what he's about to do. So uh, stay tuned for that coming up here in hour number one. Also in hour number one, our conference previews continue for college football. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us to talk some Pac-12. And it's a good day to talk Pac-12 because we learned, uh, we talked about on the show yesterday that Colorado was meeting and apparently jumping ship to the Big 12. And then that news kind of broke last night that that would indeed be happening. So uh, Deion Sanders and the Buffs will play in the Pac-12 this year. And then it looks like they're off to the Big 12. So a lot to talk about with Jeff Nadeau there. We'll uh, look around college football, Pac-12, and more coming up later on in hour number one. Hour two, our buddy Brandon Manning, who left a lasting impact on uh, ECU Baseball will join us inside the Pirate Radio Studios, talk some baseball and more with B-Man. At 4.30, we have the season finale of Name That Sound, and apparently it is going to be a Royal Rumble-style edition of Name That Sound. I will be competing. Chandler will be competing. Intern Joey, intern Micah, I guess intern Danny. So we're going to have a full crew battling on the season finale edition of Name That Sound in hour number two. Hour three, some Pirate Royalty, Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, and Rosie Thompson, ECU Hall of Famer, uh, will be on. So we've got a lot to get to here on a Thursday. Going to keep this first segment kind of short so we can get to both Pack and Jeff Nadeau in hour number one. Uh, but we, uh, I, I do want to bring back Did You See?, uh for everybody here if y'all saw something that i should be made aware of to talk to the audience please bring that up something i just saw was dominance from the pitt county girls softball league all-stars they just put it on tennessee and now have advanced to the southeastern regional championship they went 13 to 1 today they i believe it's like 30 to 5 they have outscored opponents down in warner robbins georgia so they are dominating right now and they are just one win away from advancing 
to the softball the little league softball world series which of course will be played right here in greenville <clears throat> so good luck to uh the pitt county girls softball league all-stars who will be on the mothership coming up on friday that's right they'll be on espn at 11 a.m with a chance to advance to the little league softball world series so good luck to them we had them in studio last week got some of that uh good pirate radio karma on them and it's uh it's paid off down in georgia so far got a nice pep talk from micah dennis uh, i think that's really helped him along so far as they have been uh, amazing down in georgia so we got that uh chandler honeycutt oh i've uh, told everybody shirley Rhodes is here the big dog's here trying to work out uh, our issues we got intern joey intern micah i guess intern danny would be fashionably late as he tends to be but chandler honeycutt is to my left hello chandler hey clipper happy thursday happy hey. baby friday is that what troy tried to say one time he tried to say it he did say it but i don't think it's stuck and now he's no longer here <laughs> <laughs> see see what happens uh That's what happens that, when you try to bring up baby friday uh, yep baby friday was uh, a dud all right chandler um what have i mean i've got something i want to play here more from our uh our new nemesis biff pogey yeah i mean i guess i just saw a quote where apparently the media doesn't know bleep uh, i don't know if he was on oh. a zoom, zoom call or something but uh his uh his banter continues post aac media day a lot of nfl news today and maybe we'll have time to get to that later on in today's show but sean payton has said what we all said it's just different when a acting head coach says it that nathaniel hackett did one of the worst coaching jobs of all time last year with denver i mean we were saying that every week here on pirate radio live everybody was saying it uh but for sean payton to say it kind of raises some eyebrows so uh that is going on we also have uh unfortunately you know this is going to happen the uh the training camp injuries yeah and we had a big one today as Jalen Ramsey was carted off of uh, from Dolphins practice, and I have not seen an update. Uh, but he was carted off the field today, an apparent knee injury. So you just hate to see it, but it happens uh, every year. Second day of training camp, at least for the Panthers, it's early in training camp period for the NFL, and you're already starting to see uh, some injuries, uh, whether it's on the field or off the field. We saw that Naheem Hines is going to be out for the rest of the year for the Bills, the former NC State star, with a uh, uh, injury uh, regarding a uh, jet ski accident. So, um, yeah, I mean, and look. Which, from I, what I heard, I haven't read much about it. He was, like, sitting still and, and somebody was ran hit, into Somebody it. hit him, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I hate to say this, and I hope I'm wrong, but this Jalen Ramsey news is not going to be the last news that we see regarding injuries. I mean, it just happens every single year, and it stinks. But um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully we can go uh, the rest of the training camp with some not-too-bad injuries. And hopefully Jalen Ramsey's okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's that time of year where you're getting breaking news of players. Uh, and the one thing you hate to see when, when breaking news happens regarding injuries is those two words, non-contact. Yeah. Hey, Chandler, say uh, Naeem Hines. Naheem Hines. You just sound exactly like Gary Hahn when you say it like that. Naheem Hines. <laughs> like, you can't not say Touchdown it that way. Touchdown State! <laughs> <laughs> oh, stay off those uh, jet skis there. Yeah. My favorite thing I saw about the jet ski injury was that it was a hit job. Oh, like uh, somebody ordered the... Uh, <laughs> it was, well, it, it was like a kamikaze mission? So, well, the, the league office sent the guy. 
because these running backs were talking tough. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so That's then they point. went out there and did a hit. So they got eyeballs on every running back in the league, and they saw Naheem Hines was basically a sitting duck, almost literally out there in the water. And we're right. like, take the shot. How do you get in a wreck when you're not moving? That's a good point. Those uh, the NFL. I mean, we we've learned they have script writers. We've learned that it is uh, a dirty business, and they will take out one of their own to prove a point. I wouldn't look. I mean, you could tell me that the NFL has bodies, like actual bodies in the ground, and I would say okay. Yeah. Most recently, no- Daniel Snyder. Yeah, like it just wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me at all. While we're talking NFL, I want to get off the injuries stuff right quick. I thought this was funny. I saw this yesterday. Um, people might not know who this is, but they might remember the incident he got into. But uh, did you see that the Panthers signed another wide receiver, that name being Javon Wims? And if you don't uh, remember, yeah. Javon Wims is the guy, former Bear, who went up to C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Had a playoff meltdown, right? T- tapped him on his shoulder. C.J. Gardner-Johnson turns around, and he hits him one time. C.J. Gardner-Johnson's like, what are you doing? And then he just hits him again. It was one of the most bizarre situations in like NFL fight history, but the Panthers just signed him yesterday. And I don't know, maybe that wasn't the playoffs, but he dropped a touchdown in the playoffs, that was I at, remember. That was at, uh, in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. So that game was at home against the Saints? Yes. the fight yep. and then in the playoff game he dropped what would have been a huge touchdown oh, yeah. in that game and that's the kind of guy you want in Carolina I guess yeah here's the, the flea flicker to uh, Mitch Trubisky and dropped doinks that's your guy Chandler that's, a, that's him enjoy <laughs> can't wait to have him <laughs> looks welcome like, to Spartanburg looks like a good one alright uh Yes, uh, everyone in Studio B. I saw the Red Sox get a mini two-game sweep over the Braves. Golf clap for that. Kind of was upset because, I mean, my trivia buddy Bobby was all happy about the 3-0 lead that you guys had. Spencer Strider dealing, and And, then it all went away. And then it uh, unfolded, and the Braves lose. They better be uh, exciting to watch when I go and see them coming up in August. They better be, or what? What are you going to do? I'm going to be upset. (laughs) Okay. They better be exciting to watch. Because they've been all year. Are you threatening the Braves? I think I'm just more more threatening the fan base and you. (laughs) Okay. I think they'll be okay, Chandler. I think the Braves will uh, be just fine. So you're going to go see them play next month? So no panic button. Nah panic button does not so exist. So you're listening to Aaron Rodgers and you are R-E-L-A-X. I've got a whole bundle of ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. And I'm ready for the rest of the season. Glenn, where are we on video? Nowhere? I thought we were live. We're uh, I'm not seeing it. I'm working on it. All right. We're we're uh, we're working on that. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break because we got two guests to get to here in hour number one, and one of those is Brian Packard. We uh, re- had this earlier at 1 o'clock on our social media, which we had spotty, melting internet at that time as well. Uh, but if you missed that, we'll have the audio version coming up. Brian Packard with a little uh, breaking news regarding his future. So stay tuned for that. It's on the way. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Thank you to the big dog for getting us on video. We appreciate it. Appreciate everybody around here. Thank you all for tuning in here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up. We've got the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, later this hour to talk some college football. Also uh, got the Cram Man, Marcus Crandall, Rosie Thompson, Brandon Manning, and an all-star edition, our season finale edition of Name That Sound. So we got a lot going on here on this Thursday. Earlier today, a couple hours ago, had a chance to talk to Bryant Packard. Uh, announced a couple of days ago that he was hanging it up as far as his career so I wanted to get him on to talk about that and also his next move, which I think uh, everyone out there will be very interested in. So let's hit that interview now. Uh, Bryant Packard, former Pirate Great. Bryant Packard, former Pirate Great, uh, who is hanging up the cleats and uh, ready for uh, his next stage in life. And the former Conley Viking and Pirate joins us now on the Pirate Radio Live line. Pack, great to catch up with you, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's weird not being... Uh baseball player anymore but i'm glad to be back in greenville with all uh you great people <laughs> well that's uh bittersweet i guess and bryant uh, you had to hang it up uh due to injuries and and you gave pitching a shot and we'll talk about that too but uh unfortunately injuries have kind of become synonymous with you and even though you were not you know battling through it at ecu you put up astronomical numbers so when did the I guess the injury start for you, was that at ECU? Was it prior to ECU? And, and how much were you fighting through that when you were hitting 350, 400 uh, as a pirate? Uh, it all started when I was 14 years old. Um, I dove back into second base. Something happened, and basically went to the doctor, and they said they said then, hey, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to play um, at the extent um, like a normal kid would, even when you grow up. Like We don't know if it's going to work, so um, I just told him that uh that's not an option so i was just going to keep playing played forever um obviously at ecu it was it was a big problem on and off i think the only season that it really didn't bother me was my sophomore year um and that was only a couple times and then i take it on in the pro ball um first of all you know the athletic training staff at ecu and then i did a lot of work with youngs having them in my pocket 24 7 was just unbelievable and they're the only reason i was gonna or i was able to be on the field and then i got the pro ball and it's a little different situation um you only got one athletic trainer for how many guys and all the coaches like to get some treatment too so um it was definitely tough man it, it was a long road of injuries of almost you know a lot of different ones but i feel like they all stemmed from my back and it was something that was just kind of a snowball effect um ultimately i didn't i didn't quit because of my back um you know i was just kind of i was done with baseball in all um i got released by the tigers obviously the back had something to do with it but ability was a big factor too and uh, i'm not scared to say i just didn't perform the right way you know how i wanted to so um 
Yeah, I feel good now, though. <laughs> Two weeks of doing nothing. I feel great. There you go. Brian Packard joining us. And uh, Pack had kind of just talked back and forth with you in the past, and, and I knew that uh, earlier this calendar year, you were saying, yeah, man, uh, it, it might be about it. And it, it almost felt like, sure, you were bummed out, but also you were kind of at peace with it. So it's something you've been dealing with for a while. Obviously, you'd love to be out there smacking gappers and, and playing ball and being in the clubhouse with the guys. But uh, you're so young, you're about to start a new chapter. Are, are you at peace with it? Do you feel you know at least partly good about your, your decision and, and what's uh, in front of you here? Yeah, the thing about me is I'm I'm completely a realist, right? Like I I thought about this a thousand times, and I would stay awake at night wondering, you know, what if I made it to the bigs? What if I battled through all this stuff? Then I would try and blame it on things why I'm not doing good, why I can't stay healthy. Um, and ultimately, I just said, hey man, like I just want to go do what I want to do, and that is being a pirate, and that is coaching, and that is you know starting a family, buying a house here in Greenville. And doing all these stuff that appealed to me because, as you all know, there's nothing like this place. And uh, I'm just, I'm so jacked up to be back and uh, seeking new opportunities here. But to answer your question, yes, I am completely at peace with it. Let's talk about those new uh, opportunities, Bryant. Uh, what, what is in the cards for you here in the immediate future? And uh, does it involve baseball and, and does it involve East Carolina? It 100% does include those two things. Um, I will be. Uh, they coined it as a student coach, so I'll be taking classes over at ECU. Um, I got three left. Yes, I am going to graduate. I know everybody didn't think that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I got three. Man, I'm going to lose that bet, Brian. I had no on you graduating. So. I know. I know. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure I go and everybody else did too. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to finish my degree. I'm going to help the Pirates win some ball games this year, um, and that is that. Is that uh, has that been in the plans? Maybe not necessarily ECU, but coaching, Brian. Is that something you uh, have always wanted to get into once your playing days were over? Or is that something that just kind of came about here recently? Yeah, well, once I heard every ECU alumni ever um, was a fantastic baseball coach, that <laughs> I was like, you know what, maybe uh, maybe I'll do it. No, so I I was like, well, I guess every Cliff Godwin roommate he's ever had is a you know head college coach somewhere. So I came in and moved with him too. So. Um, <laughs> It's always been something that I've thought of and uh, thought long and hard about. You know, I just I loved everything about college baseball. It's it's different. It's definitely growing, and uh, yeah, it feels to me big time. So you're you're that's legit. What's uh, Cliff Godwin the roommate like, Brian? Uh, he makes me get up at six, do the dishes, uh, <laughs> vacuum, all that stuff, and then I get to go outside. Maybe no, he's <laughs> <laughs> he lets you play outside for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he lets me go play with uh, yeah, play with my friends. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. He actually gave me the master up there, peace and quiet. Wow. Um, you know, he's you, you know him. He's never he's never here. He's always at the field doing his work. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm in and out. So it's uh, it's awesome. Man, that's exciting stuff. And, uh, Packer, we've had a good line of former Pirates, like, freshly out of the program, jumping back on to the assistant coach role, whether it be a student assistant, grad assistant, whatever. And uh, you were around how many of those guys? Who were the former guys that were on the staff uh, when you were playing? Hunter Allen, Wiley Jackson, Eric Tyler, who's a big one. Uh, yeah. He's the, he's, the, he's the hitting coach for Duke right now. Um, there's just we've had so many people and as recent as uh, Colby Bortles you know he's a he was also a tiger there's just surrounded by so many young people here that first of all 
know how the game is going and where it's trending and can just relate to us. Um, and that's something I think I'll be able to do. Uh, I feel like a dinosaur, but I am only 25. Um, you know, I, there's some guys on the team that are close to my age, not anymore, but Carter Spivey um, and Taylor, you know, those guys. So I think I'll be able to give them a, uh, um, a different perspective and, um, you know, teach them what it's like to be on the other side of the ball for, for one. It's weird that you bring that up, Brian. Like, we talk in sports terms when a running back turns 27-28. Oh, my God, this guy, you get the grave ready. He's 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 uh, dead. Uh, baseball, you're 23, you're 24. Oh, man, this guy, this kid's old. He's not a kid. We got to, he better uh, figure it out. But And then you get out of sports and you're like, man, I'm I'm really young. I got a lot of life ahead of me. It's, it's two totally different uh, frames of minds there, right? Back to being young, man. Yeah. I, I was... I was sitting in Double A, and uh, there's a kid on my team named Cole Keith. Probably haven't heard of him, but he's he's like our top prospect. He's 19, and I am sweating and grunting to hit a ball uh, <laughs> twice as far as he, or ha- half as far as he can. Um, and that's just you know it's, it's not the case anymore. Young, young in professional sports is about you know the uh, best thing you can possibly have when with some talent. So um, it is weird being the young guy now again. It's kind of cool. Very good, very good. Brian Packer joining us. Pack, let's talk about your attempt to stay in baseball, and I guess the the injury wouldn't allow you to swing and do the things you, you needed to do in the batter's box. So you said, hey, let's give pitching a try. Let's try to extend this thing. Um, I guess it didn't end up working out, but but how did that go for you, and, and what was that transition like for you? And my arm still hurts. I haven't thrown that much in, <laughs> I think, 50 years combined. Uh, but, you know, I, obviously I – I couldn't hit anymore. I was tired of battling through all that stuff, you know, and ability came into factor as well. And they approached me and said, Hey, what about pitching? I said, uh, sure. Um, they said, you got two weeks figured out. I said, okay. So I, uh, worked out up where my fiance is from in Haymarket, Virginia, um, for two weeks and tried to, you know, I was YouTube and stuff. I was talking to my high school coach, Jason Mills, trying to figure out, Hey, what the heck am I doing? Um, I got down the Lakeland spring training complex and through a bullpen, I was up to, I was up to 89, not too bad. You know, I, I thought it went exceptionally well, actually. And um, that's what they told me right after the bullpen. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, two days later, I'm released. So I was a little confused. But, um, you know, there's no there's no ill will or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not mad about the, about the situation by any means. You know, I think this could have been the best possible thing to happen to me with the time frame instead of just, you know, uh, making me linger along because the school se- – or the – Semester's about to start, and I got in just at the right time. Right yeah. Cut, so. all, uh, yeah, all worked out. That's awesome, man. And we were talking uh, before we got going here. I remember when we read that news, uh, we, we had Mike Mullison, who you know follows local baseball and knows about you, and also some people who were just tuned in that had remembered you, watched you in high school, and said you were a really good pitcher, right? So, uh, you know, you at that time, did you have schools looking at you potentially as a pitcher coming out of Conley? Yeah, before before Cliff got here and it was Billy and uh, Dan Rosell was on the staff. Yeah. He came out to, uh, a game that I was pitching. I think it was my uh, my freshman year. Um, it was it was on varsity and the pitcher that was supposed to pitch. That's why Dan was there and he got hurt that game and I had to pitch. I had to start the game and I ended up throwing a perfect game <laughs> and uh, perfect game with one strikeout. Pretty wild. <laughs> that tells you how hard I threw, but. Um, yeah, and then that's when I started, you know, kind of getting in uh, connection. And then they're like, yeah, this guy's not a pitcher, he's a hitter. But I was okay. You know, I had a great high school pitching coach in Jason Mills, uh, but we never worked on it. He would just give me tips during the game. So 
I never cared too much for it. <laughs> awesome stuff. Brian Packard joining us. So, Pack, with your role uh, on the ECU staff as a student assistant, um, have you talked to Cliff? What exactly are you going to be doing with the guys? Is it uh, a lot of hands-on stuff? Is it uh, helping out maybe behind the scenes? Like, what, what all will your role be? Do you know yet? I do not know yet. I'm sure uh, I'll be cleaning the bathrooms, catching the pins, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but if I, if I had to guess, I'd be working with the hitters, um, obviously with the outfitters, and um, just making sure the day-by-day things go pretty smoothly. You know, wherever they need me, I will be. And, hey, I can say I'm a professional pitcher now, you know, so maybe I'll work with the pitchers. I had uh, one inning of work. There you go. Um, uh, professional, yeah, professional pitcher Brian Packard joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Awesome uh, that you're in good spirits, Brian, and you uh, you dropped a moment ago uh, the word fiance. So new place uh, in the cards for you, getting married. Uh, the little the little little packs growing up, man. I know it's weird, isn't it? It is weird, but yes, <laughs> uh, real life has set in, which is not a game anymore. So let's. Let's get it rolling, I guess. Hey, man, you put off real life as long as you could. You had a good run at it. I'll say that. So kudos to you. And now now it gets real, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, Brian, uh, awesome stuff, man. Uh, glad to hear uh, your voice and how excited you are. And, man, I know Pirate fans, Conley fans, uh, Eastern North Carolina folks are um, upset you're, you're not still playing in professional baseball. But happy to have you back here at East Carolina. And let's just keep that ball rolling, Pack, since you've been uh, gone. And those great teams you were on, as you know, Cliff Godwin has kept the thing rolling. And I uh, have no doubt that uh, that'll continue that way. It's just, no, we've talked about it. I mean, it is it is a program to a T. The the faces change, the people change, but uh, for whatever reason, and that reason is Cliff Godwin and the staff and the culture he's built. This thing keeps rolling along and uh, rolling along well. We know it, and it's very relevant uh, when you get to professional baseball and you don't have that structure anymore. So that's why um, I wanted to come back here so bad and get back in a program you know that wants to win. And uh, obviously, I care for this place this town this uh university you know with all my heart so i I, i'm gonna do everything i can to help pack thanks for joining us today man and uh we wish you the best we'll be talking to you out at clark and claire looking forward to it man all right, Cliff. Take it easy, man. Thanks for talking to me. Brian Packard joining us today and with the news that he will be joining ECU baseball staff as a student coach. So he's going to finish out his degree and, uh, as he said, try to help the Pirates win some baseball games. So that is exciting news. Great to have Brian Packard back here in Greenville and at East Carolina. Uh, speaking of Pack and the Tigers, uh, not good news for Detroit fans as we look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Shohei Otani. Did you say Chandler? First time this has happened? First career complete game. Complete game shutout allowed just one hit today against the Tigers. So the great Shohei Otani continues to do unthinkable things. Did you see? That Shohei Otani is off the market. I did, but thank you for bringing that up. Uh, let's take a break. When we return, big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will mix in a little college football talk here on a hot Thursday. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, with the big man after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Our next live in-studio guest will be B-Man, Brandon Manning, at 4 o'clock. Can you hear us talking, Brandon, out in the studio? You can't. Um, because I want to bring this up with you. I'll, I'll mention it now, but if I don't do it now, I'll forget. But I saw this from uh, MLB Communications. Just found it interesting. Total attendance for the slates of Tuesday and Wednesday games this week combined uh, to an average of 33,442 across 29 games. That is the highest Tuesday-Wednesday average since August of 2008, excluding the July 4th holiday in 2018 um wednesday's average was the second best non-holiday wednesday since 2008 so i don't know maybe it's a sign that uh the game is in a pretty good place uh maybe it's a sign people enjoy watching quicker games than past so we'll talk about some of those topics coming up uh when brandon manning joins us in hour number two of today's show but right now we will head out to the pirate radio live line and visit with the big man on campus jeff nadu as we continue to preview the upcoming college football season big man how you doing today i'm great how are you Cliff? doing good and uh jeff we will talk some pac 12 today which is a great time to talk about it with all the colorado news going on first of all jeff anything you're following uh so i watched usa uh draw last night in the women's world cup i know the basketball tournament's going on uh you diving into any of that or for you is it all about football prep at this moment oh yeah it's pretty much just getting ready for football i i uh I haven't really watched any sports. I it's just not much going on right now for me. I don't really bet baseball once the uh, All Star break happens. Just kind of get ready for the future, and uh, you know we got you know a month or so away. So I mean, in fact, as of yesterday, we're one month from college football. So yeah, you know, getting ready for the NFL as well, and, and doing some other things. A week away from the Hall of Fame game, which kicks off the preseason slate for NFL. And, uh, yeah, we'll tell you exactly how many days it is from ECU and Michigan on our David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff uh, coming up later in the show. But I can tell you we are inside of 40 days, so that is very exciting. AAC Media Days were earlier this week, Jeff. ECU picked sixth in the league behind kind of the big four, wherever you want to put uh, UTSA, Tulane, Memphis, SMU, and then FAU was fifth, and then there's ECU in the middle, and that's all about the quarterback. If ECU had an established quarterback, they'd be picked higher because I do like the head coach and, and some of the pieces around it, but the fact is uh, the quarterback is unknown, which is why a Tulane is ahead of them, which is why UTSA, you know their QBs, you know what they can do, and uh, I, I guess pretty fair. We'll, uh, we'll wait and see what happens when they uh, – when they kick it off, but I know you had no problem with Tulane, UTSA, those teams being at the top. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think UTSA is really good. You know, I think obviously Tulane with Michael Pratt. You know, it, look, it's going to be hard to kind of 
do what they did last year. It's so hard to repeat and just have success the way they did. But yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of these conferences, you know, when you're talking about mid majors or, or outside of the, the power of five, you know, there's three or four teams. When, when you get into like the big 12, to me, there's one team. When you get into the sec, one or two teams, even the pack 12, one or two, like in those conferences, like the AC, it's four or five. Right. So, yeah, I, I have no problem with that. I, I think you put ECU at fifth or sixth. I could see them eighth as well. I mean, it's it doesn't bode well. Look, now obviously you know a lot more than me, but it doesn't bode well to me. Like when you have a quarterback of Mason Garcia's, um, what is he, a senior? Well, he could be, but he's playing as a sophomore because he had a COVID year and a redshirt year. Right, but, but in the grand scheme of things, he's been at ECU for a while. Yeah, for a while, yeah. He should be the stone-cold choice at quarterback. The fact that he's having to battle it out is not – it doesn't seem – not great to me. Like when, when – when, for instance, when, you know, Ohio State loses a quarterback. For instance, this year, they have someone that comes right in, you know he's the next quarterback. With a guy that's been there a year, two, three years, he should be the next in line after um, – you know, um, the quarterback moved on last year. It's just, it's concerning. You and a lot of folks, they do. That is uh, kind of the talk leading into fall camp, which uh, first practice will be next Wednesday. And uh, looking forward to covering some ECU football practice. Biggest um, blowhards, newsmakers, however you want to put it, from AAC, American Media Day, and they do, was uh, Biff Pogey, the head coach at Charlotte, who... Um, and Shirley has left and walked away. I wanted to play that cut real quick. He basically was upset that the media only asked him three questions, which, by the way, they only asked every coach like three questions because there wasn't a lot of media there on hand in Texas. But he uh, he slams the podium, uh, said, yeah, you picked us last. You, you, you think we're crap. Uh, so he was uh, – I think trying to become be like a viral video or whatever, and it worked. We're talking about it a lot. And then Trent Dilfer from UAB, who went on a long spiel about he doesn't care what anybody thinks about him and also talked more about teams and schools going after their players. So I, I'm very interested in the Trent Dilfer experience down at UAB. He's made it clear several times that he doesn't need that job. And I don't know, you know, what that says to his players or whatever, but it sounds like he's just doing it as a hobby and is basically trying to prove some people wrong. So I don't know, Jeff, what, what is, do you know what UAB has roster wise? Like can Dilfer win in year one? And, and how do you think it plays out for him there? Well, I think you called it. I mean, he does seem like it's a bit of a hobby. It seemed like a weird decision. Maybe he's just kind of getting his foot, you know, in the door and coaching and, and, you know, look, that's a decent little program, and they had some. They had a great coach, Bill Clark, there before him. Um, you know, I think they're a team that's going to be towards the bottom. But you mentioned Biff Pogey. He's a weird guy, though. Like I, I've heard him in the past. Like he was a great high school coach. He's from Baltimore. He's from Maryland, and was a great coach down at at a school called St. Francis. Baltimore's not far from where I live, so I kind of am able to keep up a little bit. But. He actually, um, I know like six months ago, maybe, or maybe maybe recently, he made a weird comment to like the city of Charlotte and said like, we need more support from the community financially. And it's like, yeah, like, dude, no offense, but I mean, I don't know that Charlotte football is at the top of people's <laughs> list. Um, he also made a comment that like, it's hard to get guys to write checks and that's starting to ruffle my Italian feathers. Like, just kind of weird. Yeah. Like, 
I feel like he's just trying to like motivate his team and yeah, you didn't pick us and when we finish fourth, it's going to be a surprise. But yeah, I think both teams have limited talent. Jeff Nadeau joining us uh, here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Shirley, can we hit uh, Poggi's comments real quick? Uh, Not the new ones from today, but the ones from AAC Media Day, just to play for Nadeau. So he had uh, been asked a couple of questions, and here's the end of his answer. And then uh, you'll hear what he had to say to the media as Shirley pulls that up. We've also got new uh, Poggi comments that we're going to run later in today's show. Um, do we have that? We are getting that momentarily. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Here it is, Nadeau, from uh, American Media Days earlier this week. Um, so we're, we're, we're in that game, and we want to be in it. And we're going to stay in it. That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that that we, we get that message. Thank you. <laughs> and he walks. I said it, it feels a little planned to me. Like he wanted to do something, like you said, to rile up the team, maybe rile up the fans, or or even just try to go viral uh, online or something. But yeah, I don't know how genuine it was. But he's a character, man. No doubt about that. Yeah, I heard him say something also like, "You guys don't know anything," yeah. or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, actually, we do. I mean, you you rank teams, it's list. Now, you might be a little bit better, but the truth of the matter is you have a new, you're a new coach with new guys, a new team, a new culture, in a school that doesn't win very often in a new conference. Like, what? I don't understand what Biff Pogey thinks we should say about it. What, should they pick him number one? I mean, that wouldn't be true. I mean, it's, you know, it's almost like saying, like, you know, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't a killer. He was. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> what it is. All yeah. the things I just said are fact. Like he, they're in a new league. It, you're going to be picked towards the bottom. Now he did this as a way to like motivate his team. Right. I don't think it matters. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, let's dive into, we got 10 minutes or so. Let's talk some Pac-12, and, and we'll start with the news yesterday. I'm looking at odds right now, and Colorado is uh, is near or at the bottom when it comes to odds to win the Pac-12 this year. Uh, just a major overload, uh, starting with the head coach, Deion Sanders, but with all the portal in, portal out, portal out, all that. But the big news with the Buffs is they are headed back to the Big 12, it looks like. So what'd you make of that news uh, that came out last night? Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, they're jumping real quick to a lot of things, you know. And, and look, I mean, I really don't care all in all where teams go. Um, but I feel like you should probably win at, you know, this level before you move up to the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, th- this group has been terrible. Yeah. They were the worst. Jeff, I, real quick, I was saying it yesterday, and, and and you are good to have on to correct me if I'm wrong. So I go back, I remember like Cordell Stewart to Michael Westbrook and Eric Bieniemy, and that's going way back to the 90s. Uh, Colorado was once uh, a good, solid program. Have they done anything in the Pac-12? Like, I don't remember them being good at all. No, no, they're not. And the truth of the matter is, like, look, I'm just going to say it. I mean, Deion Sanders, great player. I mean, did some good things at Jackson State, shot to him. But, I mean, what the hell has he ever done as a coach? I mean, seriously. I mean, let's be real. I mean, what's going to happen here? I mean, they'll be good and he leaves, or they're not good and it's a circus, and that hurts his legacy as a coach. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, you're right. They've never done anything. Who are they to move? 
and this team hasn't won anything. They were one and eleven last year. I don't think they're going to be much better this year. And there's a lot of kids in this group that were playing in FCS levels to think they're just going to come up and you know win the big you know the Pac-12 is crazy. There's a lot of new faces here. I mean, you look at this team. I mean, I think they have four starters on both sides of the football back. Uh, it's not much. There's a lot of new faces here. And uh, they play, so they open up with TCU. It's week two where they got Nebraska and Matt Rule. That'll be a, a new coach bowl there, September 9th at noon, Nebraska and Colorado. All right, big man, uh, Lincoln Riley at USC. Is uh, is he going to win his uh, Pac-12 championship this year? Is USC the best team in the conference? Well, I think they're definitely the best team, but that doesn't always mean that you're going to win the whole thing. I mean, remember um, – you know, they were really good last year. Had a very similar group. Had a lot of playmakers, and you know they kind of uh, you know, fell on their 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 ass in that final game. They got boat raced. And the issue for this team is, you know, it's funny because you grade a coach on how successful they are. And Lincoln's been good. He's got great offenses. He always puts a lot of kids in the NFL. But the truth is, clip this team is really similar to the one he had at Oklahoma. Good, not great. Defense, not good. I mean. You look at the last two games. I mean, they gave up, you know, almost 100 points in two games. Yeah, the Tulane game. And then that, was it Utah in the championship, Jeff, where they just wouldn't tackle anybody? That was the worst tackling performance I've ever seen in that championship game. It's arguably one of the worst defensive performances by a team I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, they may have had 800 missed tackles in the game. It was really horrific. Um so, look, offense isn't an issue. They're going to move the ball. Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the country. But, again, they've had a lot of great quarterbacks. He's had a lot of great quarterbacks in his time. It's can they get stops defensively? Can they find ways to shut teams down? And that's really going to be the end of the road for them. I mean, you also look at Lincoln Riley. I mean, 66-13 and 13 in six years as a coach. What the hell is he on? Um, eventually, you're going to have to start figuring it out. Um I think they're the best team on paper. I don't really know why you retain Alex Grinch. I didn't think he was very good. I don't think he's been very good in general at his tops. Um, we'll have to see if they can get stops. But eventually, you're going to run into good teams that can score, too. And if you can't stop them, it's going to be a problem. So who do you like uh, best of the rest if you want to maybe get some longer odds for a championship? The Ducks, the Huskies, or the Utes? Uh, which out of those three do you like, uh, big man? Well, you know, I think um, – I think Washington's really intriguing because, you know, defensively, they've been really good over the years. That's great secondaries. I mean, how many kids do they have in the league? Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, all these different guys, Kevin King. I mean, they've got some great players in the league. Can they retain that? Because last year, I don't think they were very good on that end. they got to be better on the defensive line. Um, they were 100th in the country last year against the pass. That's kind of a, a different thing we don't normally see. They went out and really addressed it in the transfer portal brought in a kid from Oklahoma State. Um, they brought in some just some kids that get after it. I'd have to think they're going to make a major step forward uh, defensively. You also look at offensively. I mean, I think they can match what USC is going to do. Michael Penix is terrific. Their you know, skill group's really good. I think their issue's going to come up front. You know, if they can get a great or just solid offensive line performance, I think they're going to be right in the swing of things. They also don't play USC, which is interesting. So, I mean, I think they have the ability. You look at this non-conference schedule. I don't see any reason they can't, you know, kind of run the table. 
You know, I, I look at what they oh, they do play USC. I'm sorry, it's at USC. My bad. I was looking at last year, but I think outside of Boise State, this this schedule looks pretty good. That's a great game, uh, week uh, zero against Boise State. That's a really good team, as we talked about too. So, yeah, I think this is a team that could look at eleven and one. It's all going to come down to that November fourth game, probably, and they get Utah at home. Speaking of Utah, um, that is the game of the night on Thursday night of our kickoff party, I believe, Chandler, uh, which will come up August 31st as they play Florida. Man, I had the Utes in the swamp last year. The brutal interception at the end of that game, it still sticks with me. Uh, But that'll be a rematch this year. So it looks like Oregon State, UCLA, I'm just looking at odds right now, Jeff, kind of middle of the pack. And then there's another group with Wazoo, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State, and then Colorado, Stanford at the bottom. Any of those like bottom half teams you're intrigued about this year that could maybe potentially rise to the uh, top of the, the league? It'll be interesting to see what Oregon State does because they went from being, in 2022, they were the worst team in the Pac-12 defensively. Last year, they were the best. Jonathan Smith's a really good coach. They got a new quarterback, DJ Olagalele from yeah. See what he looks like in a new kind of different offense with a different coach. I think offensively they're going to be pretty good. It's Can they retain the same success they had last year defensively? Because last year they had some really good players. A lot of them left. either went to the NFL or transferred. They had a kid, Omar Spates, who was one of the best linebackers in the country. He transferred to LSU. So it's can they have kind of the similar season defensively? And if they can give up, let's say, 22, 23 points a game. Um, they do not play USC, which is which is nice. They also get Utah at home pretty early in the season. Um, they don't um, they don't have to play Washington till late. So uh, Oregon State's interesting, man. I mean, you look at what they did last year, ten and three. I mean, if you can get anywhere near that, keep in mind they lost to Washington by three, USC by three, and then to Utah. So and they were in two out of those three games. So they, they're really interesting. I think if you're going to go deep. You know, maybe take a shot with them. Lagoleta could be the guy. Maybe it just wasn't him at Clemson. It just wasn't his spot. I'm interested in seeing. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, I'm looking at um, NFL mock drafts 2024 just to see the teams that would be on the bottom here. And I'm seeing the Raiders, the Bucks, the Cardinals, uh, the Rams, my commanders. Um, is Caleb Williams uh, that prize? I mean, do you, do you think he is the next big thing in the NFL? Uh, and, and we'll see him on display one more year at USC. But do you think he's going to be the real deal uh, moving forward? Yeah, I'd be really surprised. I, I think, you know, when you're looking at, like, the first three picks next year, I think it's Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, and probably, like, a Drake May. Yeah. Drake May is probably the second best, most prepared quarterback. Brock Bowers would be pretty high, tight end. Um, you know, there's some offensive linemen. But, yeah, I, I think those three offensive players are, are right at the top. And, and it's either going to be the Raiders, the Bucks, maybe the Cardinals, you know, the Reds, you know, not the Redskins, the Commanders, you know, teams like that. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Caleb has is, is absolutely made a huge job. And it's similar to your, you know, um, Jalen Hurts. I mean, he, he changes or moves. You know, these guys move around and, and they you know, kind of find their way so they can rally to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that is a true, a proven track record. You play quarterback for Lincoln Riley, you're going to get yours and you're going to get some accolades. Now, uh, if you're a, a Trojan fan, you want to see some defense and you want to see a, a conference championship and a uh, the national championship. Jeff, what is the, uh, I don't know, what's the Pac-12 look like 
three four years from now if colorado splits is there are there going to be other splits uh will we see them quickly uh try to move to get san diego state like what is this conference going to look like you think in a few years yeah i think that's the big question i i think you'd have to probably look towards some of the you know like you said san diego state boise state um you know groups that that have kind of had success for a period of time you know both let's say in basketball or in football but mostly in football San Diego State's been really solid. You know, looking at teams, like, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be a totally different conference. Yeah. Look at what basketball's done. I mean, basketball's went out and, you know, you have teams in, in, you know, the Big Ten that are from the West Coast. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, but, you know, it is what it is. It's what they're looking to do. And, you know, I think in the end, you just got to get used to it. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm never surprised what, what the NCAA does or these groups do. They do. Uh, loving these conference previews, and basically we've made it to the start of college football fall camp. ECU begins practice next Wednesday, and we've, we've kind of made it to the preseason because next Thursday when we chat, uh, we'll uh, be talking, you know, Hall of Fame game, and uh, but we can we got more conferences to go over as well. So I uh, really enjoyed these chats getting me through this summer with no football, and uh, we still got a few to go, so uh, let's keep it rolling, man. Yeah, I will say, Cliff, one thing about the Pac-12, Stanford is going to be really, really bad. I mean, that that is a really horrible roster. Uh, they got a new coach, got Troy Taylor. He was at Eastern Washington. That's going to be a give me a long season out there. Brutal, yeah. And and I noticed that just kind of looking at the bottom of the league, and and not that Stanford was ever a power, but man, we were so used uh, to seeing you know Coach Shaw and them. Uh, up there in Rose Bowls or being at the top. And uh, Arizona has had their day in the sun. They're bad. Uh, the Herm Edwards deal didn't work out at Arizona State. They're not good. It's just, I don't know, no sustained success uh, for those schools out there in the Pac-12. But uh, big man, uh, we'll run. Anything uh, you want to get out there to the people? Anything you got going on we need to know about? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, getting ready for the football season. You know, more cool information soon. I'm always working on my next thing, so... Uh, as always, thank you for uh, thank you for having me, Cliff. I, I wanted to tell your audience real quick. Actually, that reminds me, Coach JB and I are starting a new show Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're going to do the pilot episode tonight on JB's channel, midnight Eastern for your East Coast people, nine o'clock nine West Coast for the West Coast people. So we're going to have some fun on there, kind of kick around some things, have some fun. So. Is this live on YouTube? Yes, it'll be on JB's channel. All right. Excellent. If I don't catch it live, well, definitely that might that might be some good lunchtime viewing for me tomorrow. I always like yeah. something to watch during lunch. So with him, it's always fun. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, good luck with that, big man. All right, thanks, Flip. See you, man. There is Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, talking college football here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break. Come back, B Man Brandon Manning will join us. Left a lasting impact on ecu baseball he's giving some pointers right now to danny beal on how to be a, a better player he continues his impact to he's this just impacting every day uh brandon manning is we'll talk to b-man another red sox fan by the way that's kind of gross i don't like the way this is going uh we'll do that when we return hour two after these words
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has a biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Got some uh, bullpen talk going on between Brandon Manning and Danny Beal, intern Dan. That's right. Brandon, great to have you back. What am I looking at? I don't, I can't read that. Just say it out loud. I can't. Oh. That's that's why I was trying to show it to you. Brandon, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Clip. I, I didn't know what, typically you have like a couple of good seconds long uh, talking there you do, but that was. Oh, great. you wanted me to say. No, nah, I mean, I just like, hey. I see what you're saying. Let's play the song. 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 Brandon complains about everything. He complained about not having an intro song. Then he complained it was too long. So no, everybody complained up. that it was too long. We were supposed to be like, you know, a you know, 10 minute talk about baseball, and it ended up being 30 second talks about baseball. And Brandon, welcome back <laughs> to yeah, the show. My goodness. Yeah. Already? No. What? Is, you're getting worse than Molly. <laughs> oh my. That's Really? Really? What you been up to, B man? Uh, not much. We uh, finished uh, little All Stars with the kids. Uh, that that ended. Uh, I guess gracefully, uh, West Raleigh sort of beat the bejesus out of everybody <laughs> on their way to a you know North Carolina State Championship. Um. How about the Pitt County girls softball? Uh, I watched it today. I watched it today. Update: They, I think they're eleven o'clock tomorrow. If that hadn't been announced yet, um, nice young lady goes to church with me named uh, Monica Jones, who didn't talk. She's a very shy person. She stayed directly behind Clip the whole time, so Clip <laughs> would not call her Mojo. <laughs> Mojo. Um, she doesn't actually not like that nickname. Oh, um, but I call her that anyway because that's what dads are supposed to do. Well, she dominated in the circle the other day. She and she did it again. Uh, they almost threw a combined no hitter today. Yeah. So it was. Uh, they, she did very good. Um, pretty pretty well. So they will play 11 a.m. on ESPN on yes. Friday, and if yes. they win, they are in. If they lose, they'll play another game with a chance to. That's right. And, to I, and I, I think series. Bram's been showing these at tiebreakers and whatnot. I'm, I, I don't know if it's an official watch party yet, but you know, go to tiebreakers. Everybody loves a burger. Everybody loves Pitt County girls softball. That is a great thing about sports. Uh, this, you know, the Sklar brothers, the comedians, the twins. Anybody? Nope, not familiar. Okay, no. Uh, but they are in the comedy world, but are also giant sports fans. They fill in for Jim Rome. I was about to say, don't they? Fill God, in for Jim that's Rome they had a show uh, on uh, ESPN Classic called Cheap Seats that was really good. But all their nerd comedy friends, not into sports, are like, why do y'all care about this so much? And they always say it's a a sense of community like a pride like they're big st louis cardinals fans and like outside of the stadium none of those people in the stands would get along or like each other or agree on anything but when you can all come together on one thing it's a beautiful thing and uh oh there's like bad fans at every every you know park and every sport and anything but when you go in there 
you're all you know cheering for the same people cheering for the same stuff i mean as long as they're doing it the right way i don't care how they sell it say purple you know Let's just really high pitch. Then it gets quarter sun. Brandon, we haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, um, nope. Why did AMAC transfer? God, you really started off with that. That was like literally, um, literally. Well, we've had some small talk. We might as well get to the meat of it. <laughs> um, right on kill. <laughs> right on kill. Uh, no official comment can be made by Brandon Manning on that subject right now. <laughs> Why? What uh, do you care? I mean, so look. You got to look at How it. How about this? What did you think of him transferring? Uh, I was not against it. You have to look at it like this. Uh, from a baseball standpoint, uh, Cliff's got to play everybody. You can't just say, hey, I'm not going to play the freshmen uh, that are coming in. I'm not going to. AMAC has literally started every game for two or three years now. They're not going to just not play him if he comes back. So if they play him and do you know, what's best for AMAC, these guys are probably going to transfer and leave. All right. If you don't play those guys, AMAC's not going to get any PT and not going to do what he wants to do, which is play at the next level. And, you know, there's some things that transpire behind closed doors that will never be talked about, and that's behind closed doors. Um, So he made it best to say. But he had people needed to realize this was not I'm going to the enemy. He had other places to go that were further away. Um, he wanted to stay in North Carolina. He wanted to stay close to uh, his girlfriend. Yep. Um, he wanted to uh, stay close to her family. He's very close to her family, and sh- she's from Greenville. Um, that that's his future. So he he chose Riley because that was the closest option to her and her family, and it had nothing to do with doing everything. So the fans that really bashed him um, for leaving after he's been here for four years, uh, people. I mean, people have left at three years. To go other places and nothing was said about them uh it's like i i, I sent mac a message uh right after it happened i said they're hating you so bad because they love you so much um and you know we we respected that guy because he's one of the top third basemen if a ground ball is hit day matt are you worried about it at all i don't think i've ever been worried about anything towards him i think the fan reaction is just more so about it being nc state I think if there you I, go. What, I, what I told Clip and Chandler when it first initially happened was if it were anywhere else, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. And I don't think everybody would be panicking and trashing them as much as they are, which sucks as that's the way it is. But there obviously is a rivalry and hatred there. So it is kind of like Red Sox Yankees in a way. But at the same time, it's he's done so much for us. So you can't. No, it is, it is like so you said, you hate so much that you love him. I'm so. going to. Uh, and this this came from somebody. Um, this is just one tweet. Uh, Dirty Mike put this out on a thing. Good old Dirty Mike. I don't Good know source. That is on twi- on the Twitter. Like, on the X. X. That's right. Or, or whatever. Uh, this kid couldn't take the heat and goes to a worse team. To be fair, I maybe saw him make contact with a baseball this season twice. Dude has cerebral palsy in what? the box. Have fun, you loser. <laughs> wow. That right there. Dirty Mike. That that, that right there. He, nah, he but. did him dirty. Dude. That's that, a random I mean, guy. That, no, but I mean, there was there was a lot of messages and a lot of things I and know, a lot of stuff said but, like that. This kid, uh, I don't know if it's been talked about, uh, IV treatments when he was down in Florida. Yeah. Went to the hospital, came back and played a game and got more IV treatments and stuff and kept on playing down in the heat because he had like food poisoning. Food poison. Yeah, yeah he, was, um, he was in bad shape. He uh, late, Later in the year, dude got a 
I don't know what what was the big bruise on his leg. What caused that? I don't remember, but I do remember the, it was the, the size the, of his thigh. It was, it was like it was huge, and he's like injured. And if he was in the pros, he goes on a sixty day DL probably because they're all pansies nowadays. But yeah, there, there are. There's no more Cal Ripkins. Okay. No more. It's never going to happen again. Just keep going. But I mean, You're on a roll. he played through this stuff, and people were like, oh, "Well, that's that's why people leave the situations that they are." Fans like that guy. Not saying everybody's like that. There's plenty of fans that did it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there's two sides to the story, and there's some behind closed door things that can't get into really. But uh, he stayed and went there because of his love for Greenville and people in Greenville to stay close to Greenville, and that's how everybody needs to realize. So. Are you upset you won't be able to watch games with his girlfriend anymore? I'm going to Raleigh to watch him play. <laughs> huh. Okay. I'll go. I mean, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, if we're we got an off weekend or if we were playing somewhere else and they're yeah, playing in Raleigh, I mean, my best friend pitched at NC State. And I went and watched him play when we had off weekends here all the time. Yep. Baseball is baseball. You're one of Phillip Rivers' uh, 12 kids' godfather, too. <laughs> People forget that. And the 13th is on the way. Hmm. Good God. He's got a lot of youngins. How about the news today that Brian Packard broke on Pirate Radio? Very cool stuff. That he will be a student assistant. Dude, uh, that was a stud uh, baseball player. Um, you know, played baseball in Winterville growing up. Played baseball, you know, D.H. Conley all the way up. Guy could hit. You talk about it sounding different. Hit, hit the ball off his bat sounded different when he was 12. 13 14 all the way up i mean it was just he was a special ball player uh for him to bring uh what he sees and how to change reactions and stuff and bring that recent professional um you know ability recent to talk to these kids it's going to be helpful and danny uh, i know i asked you i think off the air if you'd ever met brian you said you've had some brief chats with him right yeah we uh so i I mean i've met him before in greenville just kind of in passing like hey how are you but we had a long chat this year. Actually, when we were in Tampa playing South Florida, he came down and watched us play, I think, two games. But we actually talked about the opportunity that he might have to come and coach us this fall, um, barring you know anything with the Tigers and stuff. And obviously, it all came to fruition with everything and him calling it a career. And obviously, he was a tremendous player and obviously a great opportunity to play professionally. But he's very excited to be back. Um, I know we all are. He's going to have a great influence on the young kids, especially, you know, like the Dixon Williams of the world, who's kind of in the same situation he is where he played here. He's a pirate now, and I think he's going to bring a lot of knowledge and a lot of young to the coaching staff, at least, where he can relate to us a little bit more and kind of yep. coach us through all the all the stuff that with the hitters especially. So it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be nice to have him around. Uh, 406, 14 dingers in 2018, Brandon. Man, and then he struggled the next year only hitting 358. And I think he hit 358 because his back was hurting yeah, that year. Yeah, it I mean, was. Like he, he talked about it today yeah. where he would mm-hmm. have to sit out some games. He would be hurting up there at the plate. And uh, it's, I mean, just what could have been if he didn't have those issues. And he was special, man. Uh, I mean, and, and he had that, he had the uh, the confidence that is very, very hard to, to, to not cross the line into being too cocky. And he had good confidence, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I like watching him play. And every time Bryant Packer went up to the plate, I always had the most confident that there was going to be a base oh, yeah. hit. I mean, I'm not, not every time it was like, oh, he's going to blast a home run, but I was like, all right, he's going to be on. Yeah. And not by a walk, not by a hit pitch. He's going to get. He's going to find a hole and, and get on base. Yeah. So. The Mount Rushmore for me of going to make it happen is Packard, Norby, Gavin Williams, Matt Bridges. All I think right. those four, if, if they're out there, something is good to happen. Danny's make it happen Mount Rushmore. I like, I like it. That. That's pretty cool. Um, can you name somebody? Can Hoover in, you know, be an extra fifth? 
if they were to yeah if they were to be like a sub if, they're, if, Hooper's, they're, if Hooper's one one Hoover's a high, six a high bouncing ground ball Hoover's my man <laughs> oh chopper the, the, the king the thir- of the infield the, single yes the thirty foot you know <laughs> high one bouncer to the pitcher I think works. he's been doing it in Kentucky too this year so it's the hardest thing to guard in baseball you can't and you catch it you're like well yeah how do you shift you, for that you literally don't because at the same time he'll just like backspin a ball over your head like shallow right field and it's money every time it's unbelievable uh, Eric says Brandon if you go to Doug Field Tony Shanks is going to put the family hit out on you kneecap taps my man Tony Shanks is uh, yeah I saw that Tony Shanks (laughs) Tony Shanks (laughs) Tony Shanks speaking of Dixon Williams he is um, goodness I always always reference Burley who had a good year his freshman year but then went to the Cal Ripken League and was Babe Ruth and came back (laughs) and never stopped hitting and Dixon's having one of those summers right now or at least here lately he is he's killing it Dixon's another great local guy uh, same high school uh, D.H. Conley uh been producing a few people here and there over the years um Dixon's gonna do well uh just just needs to uh, i don't know where he's gonna play in the field in the future whether it's a third or second um but uh you know who knows cliff's gonna put him in the right situation to be successful he just needs to swing it i mean you, you know i i don't know how much analytics goes to somebody that swings the bat like that just you know when you have a rip horse, it and rip it when you have a horse let the horse run no kidding and, and sometimes in today's baseball that that doesn't happen um sometimes you you know you get hey i'm gonna give a take when it's one and one or something like that but you know that that's today's game and that's the way we play the game so i'm excited you've seen the videos of his home runs and even base hits it sounds like a gunshot coming off his bat and it's he's unbelievable get, he's gained some weight some muscle it looks I'm like too. You, he's gonna be a different breed when he comes back this fall it's gonna be fun to see you keeping up with uh your teammates summer ball at all danny who's who's yeah. kind of um, caught your eye if anybody jake hunter's got an era under one that's pretty cool um last i checked shankman has shankman actually got a d1 right up the other day from aaron fit which is pretty cool to cool to read he's got like an 097 batting average against something like that jane winter was an all-star our game starter like it's it's really fun to see all of the guys you know all the hard work come to fruition when they're playing summer ball against competition that they're not really used to and then hopefully when they come back in the fall it's going to be it's going to be a lot of horses coming out of that bullpen this year no doubt who's, who's going to be the uh, coaches for the fall class of this year i don't know that's a good question i want to say it's going to be pitchers but i am literally the only pitcher left in my class so i don't know who's going to well, be it's got to be you right I, I i hope so i could see you being a if good you coach. if you guys could put in like a letter to coach g and be like hey i need you to get i need you to let danny manage one just one just one time Cliff, was it spivey and sailor spivey last and year sailor, it was spivey and sailor last year um it was cooch Maynard and i want to say tyler smith no or was that going back i think, I was, I think might have been norby with against cooch Maynard. My, no, it was. I remember it was Cam. It was Cam Corman, Matt Bridges, my freshman, because they were both six years. They were like twenty four. No offense, but <laughs> they, then it was it was Coochman and somebody. I can't yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <A> long snapper. <laughs> somebody. It was Coochman and somebody, and then last year it was Spivey and Taylor. So they're trying to keep the tradition of being old gets you a little managing spot. Old head Danny Beal. That's me. Could be uh, managing head. the Purple Gold World Brandon Series Gold. this year. Uh, Brandon. Another Red Sox fan added mm-hmm. to the table. Welcome. Uh, nice little two-game mini-sweep over the Braves, which does that make it even more frustrating with the trade deadline approaching? Like, what do we do? It's the hottest team in baseball, and I still don't know what they're going to do. So, what, what are they, seven games back? Um, but they're above the Yankees. I saw it really matters to most of the fans That's anyway. Right. That's right. Um, uh, seven know, games back in what? It, the division or the wild card? Uh, Let me look up the wild card real quick. Game and a half back in the wild game card. Game and a half back in the wild card. So, it's literally, if you go 
10 years ago look at AL East it is completely upside down yeah um, Orioles are playing just unreal team baseball is pretty great they have a good young nucleus I think we talked about that like they have to be good and the Blue Jays have to be good eventually th- those all that talent they have has to click and I think it's clicking right now but um, Red Sox man just don't have a you know Turner Turner's okay for a big they just don't have that wow bat like that oh my god bat like yeah. the big poppy or the Manny Ramirez or when you have both of them um, now I think uh, was it Story's coming back Story's the thing is he's rehabbing right now so many pieces coming back which is what makes it a little exciting well, um, maybe, so maybe you don't do anything at the deadline and hope that you're just like the Angels. What do the Angels do? Uh, that was shocking. So the Angels saying. added Giolito. Giolito. We were talking about him with uh, Patrick Mason. Yesterday. So Mike Trout's going to come back in another like two weeks. I mean, so he, where are they? By the way, Shohei Otani. Did you see earlier today? First uh, complete, shutout, complete yeah. game shutout. Um, Glad they didn't get. Rid I of think him, they're though. five or six games back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, on, on their in their division, uh, not trading Shohei is a very ballsy move. I just think it's bold because you're not going to be the first wild card at this point. You're catching the race. They're not. They're not. They're not going to be caught. So you're fighting Houston. You're fighting Toronto. You're fighting Boston. I don't really know Yankees. Who, Yankees. That's much. who's in between. Yeah. So you're not going to get to the first spot. So basically, being in this point where it's Shohei and a bunch of prospects, but you stay put. You get G. Little. You get Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox. Where do you go from here? Like, are you going to get some more pieces, or are you just going to try to ride it out and hopefully Mike Trout brings a bat back in the lineup and you catch fire? By oh, yeah. the way, a lot of years it seems like, eh, that, that final wild card or whatever, they're not really all that good. Like, that's a list of good teams, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Astros, Blue Jays, you Red just Sox, take the AL East, and have a great, yeah, true. a great, uh, you know, playoff. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. It's just the hardest conference out there yeah. or uh, region out there, but not trading Shohei. Um, I think it was more of a, hey, we're putting all our ducks into you. We want you here. We want to be around you. I think that was more they want to show him what it means. to So he, he tries to sign back. <laughs> I, don't but if, it, I don't know if he's going to care. <laughs> I, I, I know, but, I mean, he's probably going to get 600 mil. Oh, yeah. um, if you think about it, what does one of the top five pitchers get around 300? What does one of the top five hitters get around 300? Put them together. Yep, you yep. get six hundred million. You I mean, it's, that's what he's going to get, and it's, he's worth it, and he's going to be great. But can they afford that and Trout's concert um, uh, contract too? Who knows? We got people in the chat complaining about travel ball. You want me to bring that up? I loved, mm-hmm. I loved trash talk travel ball. Okay, uh, big fan. Uh, we have a we have a podcast, then we need to get together. <laughs> Skip said, um, "Do you like him?" So he's a former umpire, I guess. Yeah, do you like in travel ball how they fly in players, set up game scenarios, and make recruiting judgments based off of same? Oh boy! He said, "I umpired is a joke." I don't know. All right. So, I, and not a slight. If you, uh, I listen to Howard McCullough talk. You know Clayton's dad, uh, a pro scout for a hundred years. Yeah. Um, still a pro scout. Um, and he talked, and he said something that I've never thought it in perspective like this. Um, you know, my son's eight years old bigger kid he can play a little baseball and he'll he, he's gonna be fine playing baseball he doesn't need to play travel ball at eight nine years old in my opinion but if you go to some of these more rural places where there's only one to two teams in their recreation that kid if you want that kid to grow and get better you need to push him just a little bit and travel ball is the only way to do that so and you're saying there's a place for there, it. there's a place for it um but i'm not saying hey you live in uh, Moorhead City. You need to play on the 
the Hickory or the Charlotte travel ball team at age 9 and 10, I'm not saying that. That's not good because all you're doing is traveling. When everything you're doing is, hey, we're going to get you out of school an hour early, get on the road, and go up there, and you're going to play. Well, I want to go swimming this weekend. No, we can't go swim. we got games. You can't be a kid when all you're doing is traveling as much. I know you've got kids on the team, and you're being fine, and those guys are going to be your friends, and that's great. Have friends. But at the same time, there's a lot of kids that I'm seeing that are getting burned out 10, 11, 12 years old that are just not having fun anymore because they're they're playing too much. It's too intense. Let kids be kids, man. When they're 12 or 13 years old, they'll figure it out. Cliff's never at – I don't think Cliff's ever asked anybody for their little league or small field stats. You know, when I was coaching in middle school, they didn't say, hey – Cliff, Cliff never sent me an email. Hey, how did such and such do against G.R. Whitfield the other day? That never happened. No, that doesn't matter. This does not matter. Learn the game. Get strong. Be athletic. Coach, play football. Play basketball. Play lacrosse. I don't know. That's kind of weird. It's funny that you say that because me and Cam Clunch, who's my roommate, got into a gigantic discussion about this the other day because I was in the same boat. Like, I had never played travel ball until I was 11 or 12 years old after All-Stars. Well, after you passed the Little League, like Cooper, not Cooperstown, uh, Williamsport kind of age group, that's when we started. My dad started a travel mm-hmm. group, and it was literally our Little League All-Star team. That's who we played with. We went to tournaments. We weren't going to Atlanta at 12 years old because there's no point. You're wasting money at that point. He, on the other hand, started playing when he was nine. Again, it, they didn't have a Little League, so it was a little bit tougher. But they started a travel team. We're going to, like, these elite 32s in Florida at 10 years old. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know if I would enjoy that because you're not you're, you're not a kid, like you were saying. And you get older. And I understand when you get into, like, the recruiting aspect where it's 16, 17, 18, you kind of have to play for the larger teams where they're going places and stuff. But when you're in middle school and lower, I see zero point in playing travel ball. I, at least I – that's my, my – Ask him how many of those kids made it to college play baseball. Well, their area was kind of blessed with talent. But from, I see your point. He's from like Tidewater or something? Morrisville. So, sharp uh, area. Yeah. So, he got lucky. But still, the point stands where it's – when you're that young, like, you don't have to be traveling all over all over the country and all over the state at least. Like, go to Greensboro. And, like, I'm from Winston. Go to Greensboro for a weekend and come back and be able to hang out with your friends. A lot, lot of lot – of, So lot, easy. A lot of baseball in North Carolina. You can find a game every night of yep. the week and every weekend all the way around. But when a ten-year-old says, "Dad, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not playing," no, it's fun. It's a game. It's meant to be fun. And it, at this age, it's even more appealing to college recruiters when you say, "Yeah, I played football, basketball, baseball, soccer, lacrosse, whatever it is." Yeah. The more you sports you play, it's more appealing because they know you don't. You're not just baseball specific. You're, so, you're an I athlete. Went, we went to the Savannah Bananas the other day, and everybody that watched that game and the kid, um, you know, there was a few kids that have already quit playing baseball. But they're like, "Dad, that was awesome." They're getting back in because they see that's that's fun. Fun, make yep. it fun. I mean, and if if you make it fun and they want to come back, that's what that's what little league and that's what nine and ten, eleven and twelve, even thirteen. If you do your job as a coach and as a parent, they'll want to come back. If you force things on anybody, you know, you know, I like stream beans, but as a kid, I didn't like stream beans because there was you got to eat your freaking vegetables, son. All right, no, I don't want to. You're making me do it. It can't be fun. Stream beans, good. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Mr. Dale, uh, you had to hear that on the radio. You sort out your family issues off the air. That has nothing to do with stream beans. Nothing <laughs> to do with my dad. Um, I love that uh, the only thing Mike P got out of this whole thing was uh, Brandon. He wants to know why is playing lacrosse weird? Because I have no idea what the rules are, <laughs> and, I, and I, like there's there's actually a, a pretty big 
uprising of local lacrosse yeah. uh greenville's got his own recreation but i was like i have no idea they're, th- never, they're throwing a cue ball at 100 miles an hour past my ear and i'm like what the heck is going on i've never hold, held one of those sticks before uh mo loves string beans eric says string beans with pork in it oh that's the best all right there you go ham hock. good discussion guys let's take a break when we return uh, by the way before we get a break go ahead some news out of the nfl what is it who else got hurt we were talking about jalen ramsey mm-hmm. being hurt earlier i'm seeing some videos surface on twitter joe burrow with a non-contact injury they're Stop. saying it's oh Dude, no they're saying it's his calf um but there is video of him hopping on a uh on a stretch or not a stretcher but on the on a cart hopping on a stretcher yeah, they're he helping him out. out the pocket the ice so you'll see it here but uh non-contact injury to joe burrow so another big name going down in training camp you'll see it right Just, here oh no oh that's not pretty he's okay he'll be all right dang that's brutal dang, all right man. we'll take a break come back we've got the season finale royal rumble edition of name that sound coming up when we return do we have enough microphones we might have to get Shirley off a of mic. I will get off a of mic yeah. and offer up mine if uh, we run out of mics. All right, Shirley, I'm not playing. I was okay. Brandon is that he's the Hall of Famer. He's already in the Hall of Fame. I was told to help judge. Clips like, no, you can help judge. Well, that's fine with me. I don't care what you it, do. It is the it is the championship, you know, round. You know, this is the season finale. Yeah. Will you let us go to break so we can actually play it? We might have a holiday special at some point. Holiday. You know? All buddy. Christmas songs. <laughs> All right, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. The top headline on ESPN. Mbappe's Dilemma. Is that how you say his name? Yep. The soccer Mbappe's. star? Yep. Would you take $400 million for one year to play in Saudi Arabia? Let's go around the horn. Danny. Yeah, I think I'm taking that. Yeah. Micah, how about yourself? Yes. You'll take it? All right, Chandler? <laughs> yes, you're absolutely. You're going to take the 400? Even if you're on the brink of becoming like, you know, it's a legacy thing. He's young. He's going to be the best next player. You're still going to take that year off? Yeah. Take a year off? He's he's, t- he's he's playing soccer, right? Yeah, but it's in Saudi Arabia, which is like not competitive at all. Like they don't have European competition. All right, Joey would not take the money. I wouldn't, personally. If I'm chasing the glory, the legacy... Well, he's, he's also made a lot of money. He's he's made got to think tons of money. I was kind of saying in our current financial state. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm going. <laughs> he's like, oh, let, oh, me, change yeah. no, like, let it, me change my mind right quick. Joey Camano is signing for whatever team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Shirley, you taking $400 million? And running. All right. Uh, just curious. All right. Let's. Uh, I'm sad. Huh? I'm sad. Wow. 
It's the season finale. It is depressing. I've only done it once. I used to get sad when I was younger and my family watched American Idol. It was the season finale. I used to get sad. (laughs) Please tell me you're joking. I have have that same feeling right now. Chandler, please, God, tell me you're joking. I used to get sad, man. American Idol? Chandler, honey, it's okay. It'll come back soon. They're they're still going to sing next year. back in January. What's Simon going to be doing the rest of the year? (laughs) All right. Thank you, Shirley. Come on in. Sit right down. Take that guess. Take a guess. And name that sound. You're gonna sing it the last time. Turn that frown. Upside down. Because it's time. For name that sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you, thank you. Welcome in to the season finale of Name That Sound. It is the Royal Rumble edition as everybody is in play. Clip, Chandler, interns, Micah, Danny, and Joey will and be participating. And Brandon's watching and from Brandon the other room. Is, <laughs> we won't let him play with us. Well, no, he needs to be able to hear so he can be the judge. And not so, talk. Yeah, well, so that too. He's in a perfect room for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness the camera's not pointing that way. I so, that. Uh, Anyway, okay, so we know the premise of the show. A play a sound, you got to guess what it is. Here is the caveat for the season finale. For example, if I play a song or if I play a line from the movie, if you give me the actor and the movie or the song and the artist, you get two points oh. for that. Uh, so, if you, but you have to, you can get two up to two points. Okay. All right, okay. All right. Chandler, I'm sad. Me All too. right. I'm sad. I am too. And this is. Uh, as far as uh, the choices, they run the gamut. So we can go as far back as the 70s. We can go as recent as yesterday. Okay? Yippee. Right. Here we go. First sound. Hey, where's the beef? Wendy's. Where's the beef? Oh, no. Wendy's. Oh, wow. You are I correct, sir. You old man. <laughs> All right. Next one. To the left. To the left. Beyonce. To the left. To the ladies. No, single Beyonce. Ladies. Yeah, uh, no. no, it's not single. Beyonce ladies. to the left. I heard Joey, but Un, uh, Brandon, did you hear? Irreplaceable. That nobody said the song yet. I said irreplaceable. Oh. Yeah. Irreplaceable. Oh my god. Irreplaceable. Gosh. Now, did you get Beyonce first, Brandon? Who? No. Uh, I think I heard Joey. What? That's a J. So Joey. Okay. Oh my. Joey gets goodness. the point. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. Here's the caveat, though. He did not name both. Clip get, does get a point for oh, naming the song. Oh, Don't you it. ever <laughs> so the first, So, Brandon, so keep that in mind. If he says Beyonce, but somebody else yells out irreplaceable, they get the point, okay? Go ahead and go. get gone. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here we go. Next sound. So I pretty much say what I don't Steve like Harvey. going down at Come the on, church. Y'all. Let's play. Are we playing? Are y'all playing today? <laughs> this is, this is wow. It. Is anybody else okay, playing? It's wow. my head. I just can't Family say it fast. You're a vet. This is a okay, landslide. Okay, here we go. I'm sitting out of this question. Oh, 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 oh,
was me, Lil Wayne. Lollipop, uh-uh. thank you. All right. I oh, Lil Wayne's no, uh, uh, Look at Brandon, look at Brandon. Right. Look at Brandon. Danny I thought it was points. Danny. And Lollipop, yeah, thank you. Do I need to get an ankle so you can see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Bang, so man. here's the scores that we got so far. Clip has three. Danny has two. Joey has one. Chandler, Micah, yet to get on the board. Yeah, beating Micah. That's all I care about. Here we go. I thought I had a little Wayne on my Speak mouth. Speak up, Micah. Maybe you need I a louder. I think my mic's broke. Is it, is no, it but you, okay. you got to yell it. You got to. Got you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Next sale. Paywall. Clapping. Paywall gun. Clapping. No, Come here now. Joey. Oh. Joey. Come on now. Come here now. Is that your taunt? <laughs> Come here now. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Oh, what's that uh, comedian Fluffy? Mayor! Joey was Mayor! the big paintballer. I love <laughs> you All just right. went paintballing. I did. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, next sale. Nicki Minaj, Barbie song with Ice Spice and Things. Oh. Ice Spice and Things? Ice Spice and Things? What's it called? No, no, no. You got Nicki Minaj. Yeah. What's it? Barbie? Barbie? Is it called Barbie? Barbie doll. Barbie doll. So nobody got the extra point. Uh, but it's featuring Ice Spice, right? So I could get yeah. half a point. Yes, but it was Barbie girl. Barbie, Barbie oh. girl. Barbie girl. So but Micah, Micah is one. on the yeah. board with one point. Finally. <laughs> Wait, Brandon, how are you hiding? Two. Okay. Danny's got two. <laughs> there is a side I'm telling you. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Micah, I don't care. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next out. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake. Oh, uh, oh, Alice Cooper in Wayne's World. You I are mean, correct, that, sir. That's not fair because I'm dude, old. And, yeah. I told you it was going to run the gamut. So, Mini All right. Okay. Clip has five. Joey has five. two. Danny has two. And Micah has one. Chandler, you have still yet to get on the board. <laughs> it wouldn't be the season finale if I was <laughs> oh, The whole season. Y'all wait. Season two is going to be a movie. <laughs> Here we go. Next one. No, sir. Let's talk about your mom, who's so dumb she got hit by a parked car. Oh, uh, Cat Williams? No. Nope. All right. Play you. Again. All right, play it again. No, sir, let's talk about your mom, who's so dumb she got hit by a parked car. I have no idea. Wait. Brandon looks like five, he knows it. Is it like a four, little skinny dude? Three. I don't know. like Cat Williams. Two. I don't know. One. Brandon? Whoopi Goldberg, Sister Act 2. Whoopi Goldberg. That's oh from, from, Goldberg from the Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act 2. Play it two. again. Play it again. No, sir, let's talk about yeah. your mom. Yeah, okay, yeah. so dumb she got hit by a parked car. I just said Cat Williams because he kind of sounds like a chick when he gets yeah. excited. It did. He does, but he gets kind of country a little bit yeah. when he gets that high. Yeah. So, All right, here we go. Next sound. Oh, Eminem, 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 Eminem. Bang. I got, I got Chandler's Eminem, but I did not Without hear it. me. Are you kidding nope. me? No, look at Brandon. Uh, no, 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 no. You were saying. The real Slim no. Shady. It's Eminem. It me. is. Look at look look at Brandon. Brandon. It is. Yeah, yeah. me. Who? Me. Okay, okay. Brandon's the judge, so we'll go with Danny. Did I get the song? Chandler. But yeah. Clip did yeah, get Clip the song. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta pounce on the song. <sighs> well, I gotta listen to it first, and I, I know the artist pretty fast. It's just man. Okay, one more sound. We're gonna take a quick break. Chandler, sorry about that, bud. I thought I heard you first. I heard myself. <laughs> All right, here we go. I thought I was alone. I thought I said it myself. <laughs> Next sound. Gunshot. Nope. Dropping bottles. That sounds like wood breaking. Wood cracking. Chopping wood. Chopping wood. Axing wood. Danny got it. My Chopping wood. Oh. It was an axe chopping wood. Yep. You going to blame um. my illiteracy on not getting that point? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 
<laughs> what did Joey say? Dropping I said, wood. Uh, cho- oh, cho- I were- said breaking wood. Breaking wood. Like I said dropping wow. bottles. Technically, <laughs> yeah. technically, when you chop wood, you are breaking the wood. So I would have oh. got there. Right. I said X. But Just chopping man. wood was what I was looking for. So, all right. So here's what we've got so far. This is wild. Clip is in the lead with six points. Danny with four points. Wow. Joey oh still with two. Micah with mm, one. And Chandler, zero. I'm sad, Chandler. Chandler. I'm, I'm sad, I'm sad Chandler. Too. I'm actually, you know what? Not sad anymore. I'm happy this thing's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the final round right here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, uh, they have brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live. We are in the middle of the season finale of Name That Sound. And to uh, quickly recap our scoring, in case you missed it, Clip is in the lead with six points. Danny is in second place with four points. Joey has two. Micah has one. And Chandler bringing up the rear with uh, a big fat donut. So we are heading into the final round. And once again, uh, we have added a a little bit of a twist. So if you get an artist and the song correctly, you can get two points. If one person says the artist and another person says the song, each individual gets a point. All right, y'all, you ready for the final round? Yes. All right, here we go. Sound number one. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only Uh, a bill. On on, on, uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, uh, I know. Nobody else is talking, Chandler. You got this. Got <laughs> time. Uh, I know what it is, but I don't Jason know what you Aldean. call it. I don't know what to call it. It's, it's, the, it's the bill on Capitol Hill. Bill. Capitol Hill. Bill Hell on Hill. I have no points. <laughs> bill Goldberg. Uh, so what are you Incorrect. looking for here, Shirley? I like, am looking uh, for the specific entity that would be familiar with this song. Play it again. History class. I'm just a bill. Yes, um, I'm only a bill. Country Farm it's Road, the U.S. Florida, Georgia government. Line. It's like it's a Maybe like a spy. Spin off the Morgan Wallen. We used to watch it in Morgan Wallen. It's not a country song. It's the rights bill. Yeah. <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock. Oh yeah. Uh, Black spin off of like Magic School <laughs> Bus. That's School of no. Rock. No. Oh. <laughs> and School of Rock. This is Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a Beal. All right, next one. Danny Beal. I'm Danny Beal. Danny Beal. All right, next one. 
King Kong ain't King got Kong. Ain't got I ain't got the word on me, but what's who said it? I do I know it. King Kong ain't got on me. Wait no, it's Denzel Washington from the training uh, training God! Right, Dang it, so I knew it. I couldn't let you get both. Can I get... <laughs> he waited All right, for you to so say Danny Denzel's gets a point, Clip gets a point. God, that's so annoying. I knew that too. Wait, what Great movie. It? It's a phenomenal Training movie. Day. Training Day with uh, Denzel, Denzel Washington. Check it out. Oh, okay. Denzel's really and, good uh, in that I like the other dude in it too. Like Ethan Hawke. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. That's right, yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, is the father of Maya Hawke. His if daughter you know who was that in is. Stranger Things. She Maya was, was in yep. Stranger Things. Oh, yep. really? She was mm-hmm. the one that worked with the guy with the poofy hair mm-hmm. in the ice cream shop in season two. I think. No extra credit, Danny. I don't know. I'm just trying <laughs> to educate my guy. <laughs> All right, we get it, Danny. You're a Stranger Things guy. Oh, I love Stranger Things. Huge fan. All right, here we go. Next sound. <laughs> Major League High School Football game. Chandler is finally hey! on the board. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my all-time favorite movie. Maybe I've never seen Chandler one. so excited to get one point <laughs> ever. <laughs> hey, comeback season. That's All right. right, here we go. Next sound. Nelly, 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 Nelly's in there for sure. Joey's got one point. What's the song called? What's the song called? No clue. What's the song? Your grill. The grill. Grill. Let me see your grill. Grills. Grills. Oh, he doesn't get the point then. He didn't get it. Oh, right. come on. That is true. I didn't add the Z. Jeez. No Sub to Shirley. Shirley, can we get a I mean, score, no score check? Yes. Um, Clip has seven. Danny has five. Joey has three. Micah has one. And Chandler has <laughs> one. Number one. Wow. Don't you lose to me, Micah. Tied for. Okay. How many songs <laughs> they picked you last. We have, <laughs> we have one sound left, and then the bonus sound is worth 10 points. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, All right. Here we go. Oh, okay. Here's your last sound. Shopping cart. Money counter. Micah oh, got it. Wow. wow. Very good. good. Shopping cart. Yeah. Good one. Well <laughs> done. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Brandon is laughing bad so radio, hard at you. But Brandon is pointing and laughing at Chandler through the glasses. What did I do? Making fun of him. You're in last. <laughs> Ofer. Owen. I got one point. But he's saying, yeah, you're, you're going to finish last. Oh. All right. Here is the is final something. bonus sound season finale of okay. Name That Sound. It's worth 10 points. We're going way back no. for this right, Lay up for oh. clip. Here we I'm go. Out. Should I just mute my mic now? Or yeah, what? it's best to say. Lay up for clip. Here we go. I'm going to give you all clues if I know it. Galaga. Madonna? That's a, that's a uh, Pac-Man. Oh, I know. Oh, uh, Mario Kart. Uh, nope. uh, Star Trek? No, no. Shh. Danny, don't talk, man. Chill. Motorcycle. They, nah, no, that's a video like, game. Is it a video game? Uh, it is a video game. Never, that is your uh, hand. No, no, pin, no. Galaga. Pac Man. That's either. Uh, that's that car game that they go left to right. I just can't think right Somebody now. Somebody help me. I, have, I know. So they're on motorcycles, right? Yeah, I, I know. You are motor, correct, motorcross. Sir. No idea. Oh, it's not motorcycles. It is not motorcycles. GTA. No nope. clue what he's. Huh? I know what it is. No clue what the name is. Five. It's the game where the car goes from left to right, don't it? Three. You gotta avoid oncoming in the USA. One. I am so disappointed in you, Clip. It is my all-time favorite Atari game, Pole Position. Not a clue. That is the beginning of Pole Position. Hey, I beat Micah. Play it again. Ah. Is there like another sound? Maybe like an extra sound we can do. Just run I mean, the Beyonce sound. Micah yeah. is oh, so competitive. <laughs> All right, so you. your final score. That's Chandler sucking at this game. <laughs> <laughs> 
final your final score for this season. Clip ran away with it with seven points. Danny came in on, second man. place with not, five points. <laughs> Joey in third Greg, place with three, three points. Three. Micah finished in fourth with two points and bring it up the rear with that singular number point. Number one, baby. I'm number one. <laughs> the Chan Man. Woo! <laughs> Thank y'all for playing. Charlie, great job. Yep, we'll bring it back after football season. Some special editions here and there. Yeah, yeah, so. but... Uh, I'll Officially, it'll come back yeah, at a later date. At a later date, but we've got football season. We've got a lot of stuff, so we got to free up some space. All right, good stuff, Todd. Yep. Well done, Shirley. Todd, 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 Todd. Todd. He got it. Pole, pole position. position. There, pole position. All right. We will take a break. Hour three. Couple of ECU Hall of Famers: Marcus Crandall and Rosie Thompson, and more coming your way when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. They have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV or shop us online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, Shirley Rhodes, intern Joey, whose pick of the night didn't count because I didn't read it on the air. No. So you will not get credit for losing your Mets pick. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Chan Man coming off a hot one-point performance and Name That Sound is here. Hey, Clip, how we doing? We're all right, buddy. And uh, cool to have a couple of current ECU student athletes with us, uh, Danny Beal and uh, Micah as well. And now we're going to hear from some ECU Hall of Famers as Marcus Crandall came in the Pirate Radio Studios yesterday. Usually joins us live Thursdays at 5. Couldn't be here today. But we knocked out an interview with the Pirate legend Rosie Thompson, who you know depending on your age as a player as a coach or as an administrator because she was uh, at east carolina for a long long time before retiring and it was great to talk about her career and her life and uh, we'll play that now for you here is myself marcus crandall and rosie thompson we head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to an ecu hall of famer a north carolina sports hall of famer and probably in some more Hall of Fames uh, that I'm even unaware of. But the great Rosie Thompson joining us today here on Pirate Radio. And, uh, Rosie, great to chat with you. How are you doing today? Oh, doing good, doing good. Just taking it easy. (laughs) 
Good deal. And uh, Marcus, we've talked to a lot of pirate legends and uh, got a Hall of Famer here to my left and Marcus Crandall, Hall of Famer on the phone. And uh, man, everybody knows Rosie Thompson around yeah, here. I'll say that. Absolutely, man. What an honor and a pleasure to be um, named in the same breath as far as ECU Hall of Fame, Rosie. Uh, before I go any further, let me just congratulate you on getting into the Hall of Fame last year. I'm sorry that I missed it, but it is certainly an honor, and I am quite pleased and blessed to be in your company in that group. Well, thank you very much, Rosie. I appreciate it. Well, Rosie, you uh, spent many years uh, in, here in, in Eastern North Carolina as a player, as a coach, as an administrator. So how about before your, your ECU days? Uh, where did you grow up and how did you, you make it here to Greenville where you uh, were here all those years afterwards? Well, I actually grew up in a small, very small town called Blunt's Creek, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think you may have heard me say I went to Chocolate High School. Uh, and of course, that was a real small 1A school back in the day. I uh, had the opportunity to play basketball at Chocolate And the way that came about was my high school basketball coach, the late Neil Titus, he actually had not been for him taking me home every day after practice or he got someone to actually take me home I don't know what I would have been been doing today so I credit the beginning to him and also uh Pat Dye former ECU football coach uh I can honestly say I think I'm the only female recruit for Pat Dow because he actually spoke at our my high school athletic banquet my senior year and approached me and asked me, where are you going to school? And I said, well, no, nowhere that I know of, sir, mainly because, you know, when you're from a poor background, you really just don't know how those type things work. And to make a long story short, within a week after that conversation, there was somebody in our guidance counselor office talking to me about coming to East Carolina. And so I ended up there. And again, had I not had it not been for that one conversation, I, I don't know where I would have been at this point. But once I did... Uh, leave East Carolina after playing, I actually spent one year in St. Louis playing in the WBL, the Women Basketball League. That only lasted about three years, but I was only there for one. And once coming back, finishing grad school, and actually taught high school in Rocky Mount at Nash northern nash high school coach track and basketball and so after i did that i actually left and then in 86 no excuse me january of 84 i ended up at east carolina and that's where i stayed until retirement 
Man, I, I love those little stories about uh, getting rides here and there and then one speech from Coach Die and, right. and seems like maybe minor things at the time but turn out to be huge things. Kind of shaped uh, Miss uh, Thompson's life there. You know, it, it's those little things, uh, especially being from a small town, Rosie, like myself and, and you, um, you, you without knowing, paved the way for people like myself and growing up in small towns and not even knowing uh, but uh, having Coach Die come there and uh, recognize that, you know, from a small town that there is some young talent and uh, you can play basketball anywhere. So it um, and then later on, you know, I got recruited as well. So it uh, th- those kind of things help out as far as the younger people in the in the younger generations that are coming up today. Um, you know, it just bodes well for them and give them some you know, some excitement, some motivation to say, hey, you know what? Rosie Thompson came from Chocolate High School and, <laughs> and she made it to ECU and through the Hall of Fame and now currently um, North Carolina Hall of Fame. Yeah. All right. So, Rosie, can you speak on that a little bit as well, coming from the uh, small school of Chocolate and uh, being inducted this year, April 21st, which is a great day for me in regards to that's my daughter's birthday and my grandmother's birthday. But um, what what was that like meant? Uh, what does that mean for you getting inducted into the North Carolina Hall of Fame as well? I still can't believe that even after going through the ceremony, and I mean, it was an awesome weekend, and walking through the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame and actually seeing my picture of all people hanging up in, in there, that's just one thing. It's just hard to believe like you said coming from a small school and when i actually did get to east carolina uh catherine bolton would always say she never said that she was a great recruiter because she actually told me that i couldn't play for her and (laughs) even then which i couldn't blame i mean my shot at that time was a little bit unorthodox and being very slender i probably would have told me the same thing but I just never imagined just going to East Carolina, playing basketball, just doing something that I love. It would just end up being in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame because to look at all the great athletes, uh, my personal opinion, I pale in comparison to all those people that are in the Hall of Fame. But I am totally honored to actually be there. It's just still something that I cannot believe. Great Rosie Thompson joining us uh, here today on Pirate Radio Live. And uh, Rosie, uh, you left uh, ECU, the school's all-time leading scorer and rebounder, led the team in scoring, rebounding minutes played, most accurate free throw shooter in ECU history. And, and there's so many honors. And how about this one, Marcus? And we talk about this. I love a retired jersey. It really... I think that's kind of the ultimate there. Like it nobody is. else will ever wear this number. And yeah, uh, her number 10, the only uh, women's basketball player uh, that has their number retired. So uh, if you've never seen a number 10 on the court since uh, for many years, that is why. And uh, that's that's quite an honor too, Rosie. Uh, again, I just still can't believe <laughs> just those type things. And I don't, well, no, because you're way too young to remember this. When they actually did during my senior year a Rosie Thompson night. Oh wow! I, I'm still, the, I'm still in awe that they actually did that and read all the letters. But 
Uh, I've never really been one for awards and recognition. If you would have seen my face and the picture that they took of that night, you would be like, why doesn't she look happy? <laughs> I always want to just play and then let me go to the locker room. But uh, it, I'm still in awe, and people keep reminding me something that happened over 40 years ago. Uh, because I know I keep saying that word, can't believe it, but just from my background, and as Marcus alluded to earlier, anything is possible if you just set your mind to it and just work hard. And this may be a good time to say that uh, I know parents always harp on kids about you need to keep your grades up, you need to do your grades. I'm, that is very, very important because you never know who's watching you and what opportunities will come just because of your grades. Because even though we had, we were from, I was from a small high school. I was the valedictorian of my class. Oh, wow. Mm, so that's that awesome. Kind of a little bit down the line. <laughs> Rosie, you right. got to answer my next question, which was, uh, as I alluded to, my, my daughter is, um, uh, I have a daughter, and she actually plays basketball as well. So my next question was going to be, uh, what would you give, what kind of advice would you give young uh, females in regards to uh, sports, and especially, and particularly uh, basketball, which is your sport, um, what kind of advice would you give them, knowing that uh, nowadays you played in the WLBA or W? Uh, LBA, LBA, I would Yeah. Yeah. And now there's the WNBA. Um, what is that process? What was the process like for you for that? And then uh, for the young females growing up today to get into the in, uh, WNBA? Uh, well, in terms of when I played, it was the WBL. And just so happened, uh, one of the coaches, uh, well, the actual coach, of one of the teams actually coached at East Carolina. And he knew about me and allowed me the opportunity to try out. Uh, in terms of trying to make it to the NBA, which is definitely a great league, uh, again, it's just being humble, being a team leader, always giving 100%. Uh, because it's, sometimes it's those little intangibles that people don't notice that really plays a very important part in terms of how far the team goes. And that is taken notice by um, a lot of coaches. You know, maybe you may not always be the leading rebound or lead scorer, but there is a lot of things that you have to do so that you will be, so that your team will be successful, and that's a lot of times how you get noticed. Now, don't get me wrong, grabbing rebounds and points, I mean, you got to have those too, but the being humble, being a leader, and of course, the academic side of it, regardless of where you go, I mean, that's going to be a big part, and just being respectful. I think the things that I did was really being humble and always be respectful. You ask Rosie to do something, 
she would do it. There was no questioning authority. Just get the job done. Talking to Rosie Thompson today here on Pirate Radio. And uh, we had some big women's basketball news drop on Tuesday. Dawn Staley in South Carolina coming to Menji's Coliseum to face the Pirates, the AAC Tournament Champion uh, Pirates coming up December 30th. Later this year, it'll be on a Saturday and uh, going to be a great crowd inside Menji's Coliseum. And we were fired up to see that news, uh, Rosie, to see such a great program coming here to Menji's. And how about the, the job Kim McNeil is doing to, to get that team to the tournament last year? How, how neat was it to see uh, your Pirates in postseason basketball? Oh, that was great, especially when you get picked last <laughs> <laughs> to be the tournament champions and go to the NCAA tournament representing the conference, you know. So you never can count a pirate out. Never. Absolutely. Absolutely, Rosie. Kim has done a great job. I mean, she's just a wonderful person, even from a family standpoint. Uh and just how well she gets along with the kids and just how they respect her and how she in turn respects them. But we're blessed to have her leading our pirate team. Rosie Thompson joining us. Marcus, we've kind of had a theme uh, with, with a lot of these guests and with others, but people who come here for whatever reason, whether it be to, to go to school, to play, to coach, and then find themselves staying here. And, uh, you know, Mac McCarthy is a great example of that. We have him on the show on Tuesdays, and uh, he says Greenville is the longest he's ever been anywhere in his life with his family. And we talk about uh, Coach Rick Smith and Coach Jeff Connors. I even saw uh, Jason Hamilton, former ECU women's soccer coach, I believe went to Notre Dame to take a job. Just saw on a post recently, he's retiring and he's moving back to Greenville with his family because they just love it here. They love the people here. So, Rosie, how about you? You you didn't grow up too far down the road, but I'm sure basketball and coaching and, and administrating, you know, you, you could have gone a lot of different places if you had chosen to do so, but you decided to remain here at East Carolina. What was it about this place and, and the people that kept you around these parts all those years? I guess I will have to think back to actually how I got here and just more or less the mentality of all the people that I work with and just how caring that they were. Uh, I just never had a desire to go anywhere else because I even actually worked in admissions before I worked in basketball. And it was just more or less like even going out, talking to different uh, students, because I was actually a recruiter for the actual student body before just recruiting basketball players, and more or less just how they wanted to come to East Carolina and be a part of what was going on. Uh, just all the help that you get from people and just more or less just the caring. And then when I had an opportunity after getting out of basketball to actually work in administration and to actually work with student-athletes, it was just something about just this area. I just never really wanted to go anywhere else. And after I'd been here for a while, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to retire here unless they run me out. And I didn't plan <laughs> on anything for them to do that. But this is a great community. And again, the atmosphere on East Carolina campus is one you probably, you'd have to search 
a very long time to find one that's just that welcoming to people. Great place to be, Eastern North Carolina. Like you mentioned, it's a, it's a great deal of uh, great people around the area. Uh, they love the purple and gold. And um, you know what? And playing here and, and uh, especially growing up in the area in Eastern North Carolina, it just makes it a little bit more special when uh, when you're able to go on and play for uh, a team that's uh, very close to your home hometown there. Oh, it's nothing like being a pirate. I've always, my brother was, uh, has three school affiliations, uh, Central Eagle, uh, North Carolina A&T Aggie, and Ohio State Buckeye. So I'd be throwing my pirate pride around a lot. So they kind of get tired of hearing about purple and gold, but I have to keep it out there for them. That, that's awesome, Rosie. Now, now we're um, we're talking basketball, Rosie, but uh, we're slowly or fastly approaching. <laughs> Depending on your perspective, <laughs> right? Football season is right around the corner, Rosie. Do you keep up with the East Carolina football Pirates at all? Oh yes, uh, the pandemic kind of put a little damper on things as far as going, but of course, I still get my season tickets. Uh, but of course, whenever there's either a game on ESPN Plus or ESPN or the radio, but I'm always listening to the Pirates, always, if I'm not there in the stands. Rosie, what do you think about the changes, not only in just women's basketball over the years, and uh, certainly has become more mainstream, college and professional, but uh, sports as a whole, just uh, so many differences from when you played, but so many differences in the last, you know, 10 years or so with, with the NIL and, and all these things going on. What, what are you, how do you kind of wrap your head around uh, college athletics now and, and what it used to look like? Uh, well, all I can say in reference to, especially when you mentioned that name, image, and likeness, legis- NSA legislation, I'm just glad I'm not doing NSA compliance anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's a great thing for the uh, actual student athletes, but it's got to be a bear to monitor, you know, and make sure that pretty much all schools are still doing the same thing relative to the rules. Because you know, of course, there's going to be some schools who can have access to more money that's available to student athletes and so it's still for the smaller schools have again made it a little bit tougher uh then we talk about that ncaa portal i know that's a nightmare for coaches Uh, again a great thing for the students student athletes but it's just just entirely new way of looking at things so many different rules have changed, even from the time when I was doing NCAA compliance to now, that you almost have to hire 10 people to keep up to make sure that, you know, you're not in violations of NCAA rules. Uh, again, it's just changed a whole lot. Again, when I played, I wasn't, we were AIAW. Association of Intercollegiate Athletics for Women, so we didn't really have to worry about, you know, those NCAA rules per se. But uh, it's just a whole new ball game, and it just 
keeps people trying to be educated on what the rules are just to make sure that they, they, they are in line and do not violate any of that legislation. Rosie Thompson joining us today. Marcus, uh, anything else for the, the legendary Rosie Thompson before we wrap it up here? Before we wrap it up, I just wanted to reiterate, uh, thank you, Rosie Thompson, for all the things that you've done for the Eastern North Carolina fans and uh, myself as well. Uh, young people, young athletes growing up, whether you're female or male, uh, I think you are a great role model, uh, outstanding person. From and I was uh, not only uh, I'm, I'm not only honored to um, to be in the Hall of Fame, East Carolina Hall of Fame, with you, but I'm also honored to have been here during your career as a coach um, when I was here at East Carolina in the '90s. Uh, so, so thank you very much for all of the, all that you've done and continue to do for Eastern North Carolina and the ECU Pirates. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it has been been just a tremendous ride. Uh, being at East Carolina from, say, 75 until I retired in 14, other than about a two-year period, I never imagined that I would be here that long, but I couldn't think of a better place to be. And I am so honored to always be able to say I am an ECU Pirate. Amen. There you go. Rosie Thompson joining us. Rosie, thank you so much. We'll uh, talk to you again down the road, but we uh, really appreciate your time joining us here today. And thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you, and I really appreciate the opportunity of being on the program. Thank you so much. The great uh, Rosie Thompson joining us here today on Pirate Radio. Uh, this We uh, are recording this on a Wednesday. We're going to air this Thursday at 5 uh, because Marcus won't be here. So, Marcus, uh, before we let you get out of here, since you, you won't be here on Thursday, uh, AAC Media Days have come and gone. Pirates pick sixth. Uh, Mike Houston, very confident about his team. And still seems like if we could, uh, if Mason or Alex Flynn or whoever is that quarterback can can get it going, can lead this team, uh, might have a lot of wins coming our way. We'll see. You know what? I um, you're right about that. You're right about that. I, I we hate to be pick six, of course, um, but uh, it should be a, a little bit of motivation in that. Um, so those guys um, should uh, put that up on the billboard and use it however they uh, to their discretion. Uh, but um, you know what? I, I think what's most important for us, Clip, is uh, really just the guys up front. Uh, I think they're going to be the most important piece as far as keeping our offensive group um, intact, so to speak, in regards to being successful and uh, being productive on the field. Uh, having a lot of uh, um, guys coming back on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I was going to say, I love the D-line, O-line. Work in progress, I think. It they, is. Mike it Houston is. hit the transfer portal. He had to because Avery Jones and Nashad Strother leaving and others and uh, had to hit it. So that, that was one of the big focuses of bringing in guys that could hopefully play right away. That's going to be a big focus for us uh, coming up for covering fall camp. And, and that's the that's the good thing about the portal because you're going to bring in some people with, uh, with experience, with a little bit of experience. And um, you look at our first game against Michigan, you look at those guys across the board, man, you got seniors, 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 right? And uh, those guys have that camaraderie and uh, they had that, that experience. And so um, you need that on the offensive line. So, uh, But 
you know, going forward, we're, we're young. It is what it is, right? We can't yeah. change it now. Uh, but going forward, we have, we're going to have to live and die with, you know, the mistakes they're going to make because they're going to make them um, and just try to see how we can progress on a weekly basis. Well, Marcus, uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. And uh, appreciate you joining us as always, man. Man, it's been an honor. And got some exciting stuff uh, coming up for football season. I, not to let the whole cat out of the bag, but uh, an old connection that used to happen on the fields Uh-oh. is going to happen again uh, pregame and postgame with us here at Pirate Radio. A little QB to receiver combo. Absolutely. We're except more on that uh, next week for you. Uh, but, Marcus, we'll talk to you then, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Cliff. Marcus Crandall there and the great Rosie Thompson as well. Awesome to connect with the ECU Hall of Famers. All right, Shirley, let's uh, give something away right now. Bring on fake Anthony Kiedis. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wow, Shirley, what are we giving away on this hot Thursday? How about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks game? What a great thing to do during the summer months. Little Woody's action. What call are you looking for? 12. 317-1250. You can be a winner when we return. The David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. And more from our boy Biff Pogey. He had more comments. Yes. Is he going to fist fight Brian Bailey? (laughs) Maybe. We'll uh, hear what he had to say. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. And congratulations to Chad Moore of Hookerton. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Get your single game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Go Woodies. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. In honor of Chad, the Titans fan, we're going to say something nice about the Titans. And I'm going to ask Danny Beal to do it. Danny, say something nice about the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry is good at football. All right. There you go. Chad, that was for you. We don't do it a lot. But every now and then, we'll compliment your favorite football team. Uh, we had Ryan Meadows in studio last week, head coach, Pitt County Post 39. Unfortunately, their season comes to an end as we look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Uh, Rowan County knocks off Pitt County 6-2. to two. And uh, Brett Kennedy uh, reporting that that will end the season for Pitt County Post 39. So a nice run, get to the state championships, but fall to Rowan County. I believe they were playing in Bowie's Creek. But uh, another good run by Coach Meadows and the 39ers. All right, I brought Micah Dennis back in uh, here because uh, I want to ask her something after we hear from our everybody's new nemesis, Biff Pogey. 
Do y'all know who Biff Pogey is? I mean, I do. I do. <laughs> Micah, do you know who Biff Pogey is? <laughs> Isn't he a mob boss? <laughs> I think he, he's, in, yeah. <laughs> he's the head coach of the Charlotte 49ers football team. He also, let's see, he has a lot of money. Um, he is some kind of investment dude, so he's got plenty of cash. He's been a high school coach and has worked at Michigan as like an off-field analyst type thing. And now he gets the Charlotte job, and he is saying whatever the hell he wants to. Uh, we heard him earlier. He was mad at the media for only asking three questions at media day. So this is another interview uh, on XM, uh, Sirius, whatever, and surely he, uh, he talks more about being disrespected. Let's hear it. Really chippy and great kids, but they are chippy and they, are, they have an edge, and we are bad company on that football field. And I can't wait to start playing because I can tell you this, this will be the last time we ever come to this building and have and get the res- the disrespect that we've gotten since we've been there. You guys were picked last in the conference. Is that last. part of the disrespect? Yeah, last. You know, press conference, three questions. You know, hey, you guys suck. Let's get to the next guys. And and I would like to take whoever those writers were that 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 voted on that. And hold them upside down by their ankles and smack their heads off the ground a couple of times because they don't know. Sh-. There's Bill. Did you hear that, Brian Bailey? Yeah. Did you hear that, Brian Bailey? He's coming after you, physically assaulting nice. you. Now, he's definitely trying to fire up his team and all that. And I also think he's a, he loves being, he loves hearing himself talk. Oh, yeah. One of those situations. So, Micah, Kim McNeil, and your team was picked last. I remember Coach McNeil uh, handling it much more classy and uh, respectful. But uh, And she talked afterwards about being picked last, after you had won the championship. But uh, I guess was it talked – how much was it talked about internally throughout the season? Um, I think for us it was kind of like let our game speak. Um, We did – bring it to the attention um, about our ranking um, just to kind of fire us up. Um, but I think after, you know, hearing it in the beginning, it kind of was just like, okay, let's just forget about it. Let's focus on ourselves. Um, and then obviously, yeah, I know we won the championship and that was the first thing yeah. <laughs> that we could talk about. It was just like, cause it was just crazy. Like, um, yeah, I think over the season there was a couple of individuals who had their say um, about that. And so we kind of just had to block them out and just focus on us. And yeah, you you were able to talk at the end of the thing. Biff is talking on the front end of it. And again, Danny, like if you're a player, maybe it does fire you up. I don't know. But how do you think about how he's going about it? There's just a fine line that he might be crossing between like firing him up and almost embarrassing him in a sense because he's, you know, he's very outspoken, as you can tell. But Biff, like, what do you expect? You're, this is your first year in this league. First year in what? FBS, right? It's his first year as the head coach of this program. And don't get me wrong. It's nice to have great expectations. It's nice to be confident in your team. But at the same time, like, you're setting them up for failure with the way you're talking about them. Like, what what are they supposed to expect if you drop the first three games of the season, say? Like, yeah, they were right. I mean, like, I don't know what – but at the same time, it's nice that he's confident about his players, but he's very outspoken. It's, he knows what he's talking about. 
And maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like maybe the pressure is building on oh, these yeah. players too. The 100%. more he talks, the more he goes on this national stage, and the more he, you know, says these things, and he's cussing on a national yeah. sports talk radio show. I mean, maybe the the pressure builds. I mean, I think the first time was cool. I mean, the first I mean the first time was like, okay, whatever, do your thing, and now it's kind of like, all right. And then this is the second time he's done it, but like, let that first time be the end, and yeah. then don't go and keep doing it, and then. But the, the biggest thing I'm trying to say is I, I feel like, personally, that if I'm a player, I feel like the pressure is just just starting to build on my shoulders. Like, all right, we got to go out there and be successful this year. I just don't I – don't, I don't understand what – like, I in a way, I feel like he's trying to, like you said, kind of motivate them a little bit and kind of rally around this fact that, like you were saying, like, we're pretty class, nobody thinks we're going to win kind of thing. But at the same time, it, it's embarrassing. It's like you keep saying this over and over and over again, and you keep talking yourself into these loops of we're disrespected, nobody likes us, we don't think we're going to win. And then at the end of the day, like, you got to go out there and prove it. And like you were saying, the players have to be under an immense amount of pressure from the fans, their families, and the coaches at this point. Uh, it's his first college head coaching job. And you guys as athletes know this and you probably get tired of hearing it, but handling adversity is a big part of what you do. It's like baseball, they always say is a game of failure and you're not going to get every guy out and Michael, you're not going to make every shot. So you learn to handle that. Coaches have to learn how to talk to and handle their teams when there's adversity too. And maybe I'm wrong, but this seems like the type of guy where when it starts going south, I don't know how well he's going to handle it. He reminds me now that you now that you say that. You ever seen Last Chance You? If you're on, yes, yeah, yes. he kind of reminds Buddy. me of those kind of coaches. Buddy and JB, Buddy and JB. where <laughs> everything uh, something bad happens and it's freak out mode. Everybody freaks That's out. That's what start I yelling, see happening. Pointing yeah. the fingers and it's just like I just don't know how they're going to handle not playing well at this point because it's like freak out. You know what I mean? Biff Pogey and his uh, assistant getting in a fight oh, on the sideline. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I gonna see happen. that. Oh, yeah. He's already, by the way, um, Micah, I don't think Kim McNeil's done this. He has gone on Twitter and, let me again, let me make sure I'm not paraphrasing. I want to get it right. Uh, what did he say to the App State coach? He uh I think he told You're him, just an assistant or something? Yeah, or nobody... He said, no one gives like a crap what yeah. you think. You're an assistant at App State. Said that on Twitter to the guy. Just, wow. And again, I, I like when you said, Danny, there's like a fine line between firing up and embarrassment. And like, if Coach McNeil was out there doing that stuff, which would never happen, yeah. how would what would y'all think about that? I, like, I don't know. Like, just like how Danny said, I think I would be embarrassed, you know? It's like... Uh, it's a lot of pressure uh, for sure because at the end of the day we're the ones going out and yeah. actually doing it so it's like a lot of eyes are on us so yeah. well you don't have to worry about that with Kim McNeil so. I'll say yeah, this no. <laughs> as an observer I, I love it because I got a guy to, to kind of root against now and follow I'm fascinated to see how this works out and, and, and what happens and say they go out and have a terrible year who and he like gets let go who's going to pick this guy up with all the antics why would you want that guy on your staff I think part of that is he's got money and don't care same with yeah. trent dilfer trent dilfer <laughs> is treating this job at uab like a hobby and if he loses he's still got millions of dollars if he wins even better but i don't know if and, and i don't think that's a good look for the players either when they see their coaches acting that way mm-hmm. on a microphone like later that night on september 2nd i didn't think i'd ever do this but the more biff Pogey talks the more I'm going to like tune into Charlotte football, like I'm <laughs> and maybe serious. that's his plan. So, I think it is. They, yeah. they, they play South Carolina State to open the year yeah. at six o'clock. So I mean, ECU football will be done with Michigan. We should be wrapping up around wrap up the fifth uh, quarter. Ra- wrapping up the fifth quarter around that time. 
and there's going to be some awesome games on that night but one of the games i'm going to be tuning in is the charlotte 49ers game to see how they're doing i mean all right let's biff poji you've talked the talk let's see if you can walk the by walk, the way man. show micah the uh you got your phone my phone's charging my, the, my phone's charging too the picture of him on the sidelines right. uh, was it at michigan or was it no, his, it was uh, when he was at st francis let's see if we can find so he there's is a good one right there he looks like he talks that's the guy we're talking about yeah cutoffs t-shirts on the sidelines yeah exactly your uh eyes open say it all straight out of uh, water boy (laughs) that's not what you had in your head (laughs) nope uh so he is he's a character and he's really making it all about him right now and i just i i love the uh buddy stevens jb comparison yeah, that's exactly what it and is. i want uh film crews following this this guy september 23rd seven o'clock i'm tuned in baby they're playing florida they're <laughs> in the florida. swamp in the swamp yeah, yeah. Oh. uh and we got them this year too right so uh yeah, at home for homecoming there butts, you go butts in the seats <laughs> yeah biff's gonna pack the pack the house all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll uh, have our david price construction countdown to kickoff and more on pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professional at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here Whoa. is your woo-hoo-hoo. What'd she say? Like by ear, ear, we go, oh, we go, Bostilia. That one. We go so. beyond the cult. Bostilia. Joey, uh, there are only three MLB games later tonight. Are you going to have a pick of the day or are you sitting out today? It's right now, eight. we've just been in awe of Shohei because he just He's jacked two just home, home runs. Run. Has there ever been? He's a... hit two of them in the game. So he, j- he earlier he just today, hit one he threw about 10 a, minutes ago. A one hitter, complete game shutout. Hit a home run in that game. And just hit a home run in game two of the doubleheader. Two home runs and in game two. They were going to trade. He's this got guy. two in game two. Wait, yes. Are you yeah. sure he, he hit, hit one, one in game one? Danny, or did you? Make I that thought up? I thought I saw got a notification that it was no. the first time that since 2019 because Syndergaard did in 2019 that a player started a game on the mound and hit a home run in the same one. No, he went over. MLB the first game. tweeted out. It said 3:26 p.m. Shohei throws the final pitch of the shutout game. At 4.45, he hit his 37th home run. At 5.35, he hit his 38th home run. Right. So, Danny Beal, uh, fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> All right, Chandler, I need you. I need to read a comment, by the way. All right, go for it. Oh, halftime, Don. Hey, Don. Don said, use the lunch for two at Tiebreakers today, thanks to you guys at Pirate Radio. Had one of their huge cookie desserts. My sugar level went up higher than R.J. Felton's vertical. Thanks again. All right, Don. 
Nice reference. Thank we did you. hear that you were seen at Tiebreakers today. Yes. Thank you uh, for tuning in, and congrats on the win and, and the great lunch. All right, Chandler, do your thing. Oh, this thing? Mm-hmm. Shirley. Your thing thing. How about you do your thing, Shirley, and back that fat oh, truck God. up of yours. Back it up. Back it up. Because it's time. Micah's getting uncomfortable. I'm sorry, Micah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. just watching right here. <laughs> like, I was looking at Shirley, and I turned around, and I was like, oh, Micah's probably like, Taylor is <laughs> very aggressive when he tells Shirley to back it up. The, but the, the, the look on Micah's face when he said, bat that fat, and then all of a sudden, I, Micah's eyes got like this big. <laughs> what are we doing? There's no way is he saying this right now. <laughs> well, the reason I'm saying that is because we have to count down the days until ECU versus Michigan. Would you believe it? That it's 37 days away. Mm. 37 days away until ECU and Michigan kick off at noon on the Peacock. On the Peacock. On the Peacock. Streaming, baby. ECU versus Michigan, 37 days away. Jim Harbaugh in a dunk tank. Yeah. (laughs) Getting a tattoo on the sideline. (laughs) Mike Houston coaching like a normal person because he is a normal person, the most normal coach in all the American He's no Biff. He's no Biff Pogey, but 37 days away until ECU Michigan. We got a party. We got to get something started before hmm. ECU Michigan. What could we do? What can we do? Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll throw the party of the year, the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party. It is back. It is back at the State Theater. Chairman of the board's going to be there. We're going to be honoring the voice, the late great Jeff Charles. 100% of the proceeds will go to Jeff's uh, Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. That is 35 days away. So 37 days away until ECU in Michigan, and it is 35 days away until we're dancing, shagging on the boulevard, or on Fifth Street, I should say, at the State Theater for the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party with the chairman of the board, honoring the late, great Jeff Charles. All that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. Tickets available, PR927FM.com. Just 10 bucks for a great night of entertainment, fun, and honoring the voice Jeff Charles. And then two days later, as Chandler said, it's ECU, Michigan, in the big house. We will be with you on air bright and early, 8 a.m., on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Wall-to-wall coverage right here on Pirate Radio for ECU Michigan. Thanks to David Price and David Price Construction for the countdown to kickoff. You can call 919-291-5532. Get their award-winning experience. Uh, Also go to davidpriceconstruction.com. And Chandler, we are inside of 40 and... Pretty soon, we'll be inside of 30, and we'll be, it is we'll, getting real, baby. We'll be, if my math serves me correct, next Thursday, 30 on the dot. How about that? Good math, 30 by the way. on the dot. That truck's going to be backing up Thursday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we are less than a week away from the first practice for ECU football. So uh, we will um, be out there getting that for you next gosh, week. Gosh, I hope I'm not wrong by this. We are one week away from football. That is right. The Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio. Jets-Browns next Thursday. There will be football on TV. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live after this. Come on, swing. Come on, swing. Swing that, baby. Swing that, baby. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two. Get the man's in the 
knees weak, arms are heavy There's vomit on a sweater already Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous But on the surface he looks calm and ready You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 Now, back to the show Oh, welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 237 points and closed at 35,282. The NASDAQ is down 77 at 14,050. And the S&P is down 29 points at 4,537. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. All right, Joey, pick of the night. What do you got? Cardinals money line. I know I'm not the favorite in this pick, so it's all right, though. I like the Cardinals. It's all right, though. It's your pick. It's all right, though. Yeah. Stand behind your pick. You are. You're yeah. confident. I'm feeling a little 7-3 Cardinals tonight. All right. Wow. A little football score. Uh, Danny, Micah, thanks for hanging out with us and doing your uh, your job on and off the air. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Had a lot of fun. No problem. And enjoyed it. Chan, man. Congrats on getting one. Do I name that sound? <laughs> Thank you, man. That was big. Thank you. I feel like that's good motivation, uh, good momentum heading to the offseason. Hey, y'all, hey, look, I, when we have the media day for uh, Name That Sound next year, <laughs> I'm going to be like, that's all the questions? All right? <laughs> Got the message. <laughs> and I'm taking it by storm season two. Shirley Rhodes, awesome job with Name That Sound. We will see you Friday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew here, I'm Clip Brock. Jeff Charles, take us on. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.